0: Welcome, everyone, to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfest TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, Hammer Jam. And Connor's here, too. Matt has more energy than me. Matt has more energy than all of us, I think. Um,
1: uh, not the, the last two weeks. Uh, I've been super tired, and I don't know why. Um, so, yeah. My wife says it's because I'm getting old, and I say, that's mean.
0: So It's also accurate, and you are always getting older.
1: No, I mean, that's true. I mean, there's a difference been between getting back? older
0: and getting old.
1: Yeah. Um, But I've also not drinking all my coffee yet. Uh, we'll I'll
0: see how this day goes. Hmm. As a DC Comics podcast, we get together, we talk about the books we read. Uh, All three of the heavy-hitter books this week, which is Justice League 59, the start of Bendis' run on Justice League, Nightwing 78, the start of Tom Taylor's run on Nightwing and Catwoman 29 re- continuing the the Ram V run that's already been going for a few issues. Mm-hmm. So that is the books we'll talk about, not a lot of books of course but we do have June Solicits uh, to dive into uh, so there's some stuff in there that will be just uh, juicy I assume. Um, also before we get started on anything, let me remind everyone to go vote on the Top 50 DC characters mm-hmm. list uh, that is going on throughout the month of March. The deadline is the end of the month. Uh, we'll have a results special where we'll count down the results, the top 50 characters. But all you have to do is put in a top 20. You can put in a full top 50 if you wish. But all you have to do is a top 20. Uh, there's a link to the submission form in the description of the episode. But I've also been sharing it on the, the Twitters, at DC Comics Podcast. Um, you can also just ask us on that Twitter if you want a direct tweet with a link in it. Uh, we'll happily give it to you. So, uh,
1: uh, he had also forgot the, the most important rule. So. Do not put Bruce Wayne at number one. Um, uh, that's, not a a, that,
0: that's not a rule. That's that not a rule. rule. No, it's yes, not. It it's a strongly advised suggestion. It's it's not a rule. If I, I will be saying this, I, I entered a nice, healthy amount of the early submissions uh, during the week, and the results so far are mighty interesting. And are they, they interesting because Bruce Wayne's a number one to annoy Matt? There's, 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 there's some names that I would have thought would have done well that have barely... Sh- like got anything, and then there's some names I would never have thought were going to be, you know, scraping top twenty material the that are psycho pirate up number there. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. uh, Kite Man at number one, do it.
2: <laughs> They're clearly fans of the Harley Quinn show. If they do, yes. Mm. Uh,
0: so I just this, super interesting. This, re-
1: this reminds me of the time where, uh, back back in the old days in the old Facebook groups, where Pete would hold top you know countdowns of characters for you know, that people submitted. And I would try to game my list to try to throw the, you know, throw the order into most disarray as I could. Uh, And Peacock got wise to it, it was like, look, I know what you're doing, and it's not funny, and it's messing up the list and the integrity, so please stop. I I would just like to say, Matt, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, The... Then again, uh, when I put my number one as the the troll number one answer, uh, I I'm pretty impressed with myself. Because no one had cable number one. I put cable number one. Just to be funny.
0: I don't remember uh, this, but uh, yes. I will take your word for it. You
1: made me submit a, a, an actual... You go, alright, send me your actual list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, that sounds a bit right. I don't think I'd have counted <laughs> that. I, I didn't know you were talking nonsense. Yeah. Um... So yeah, make sure you go do that. Uh, obviously, that's to celebrate us hitting episode two fifty next month. Uh, so do go, do go. Make sure you do that. Um, also, it's worth mentioning. It's kind of an important week for DC in a lot of ways. Uh, that there was a a certain release of sorts this week of uh, DC material.
1: A, a release is putting it the worst way possible. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, much like a fart is released from your body, Uh, the Snyder Cut was unleashed upon the world. Uh, (laughs) uh, I
1: can't wait to put it on my top movie of 2021.
0: (laughs) Hey, it was Connor's first movie of 2021.
1: (laughs) It literally was.
2: As I said, I, I have been reading a lot of books so far this year, like quite a lot. Um... I've just not had i've not been watching any movies at the minute it'll, it'll hit me again at some point in, in the next few months and i'll start powering through i'm sure
0: yeah um so you know me, me and carter watched that on stream um me and matt will be doing a commentary track for batman v superman ultimate cut uh that was a, yeah. a goal where half the money donated was going to charity uh when we did the stream for the snyder cut uh, so that happened this week. So some good came of it, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, uh, so,
1: so so thanks to all the uh, regulars that pop into those streams for making that happen. So, But now, the double-edged sword is, I have to watch a movie <laughs> I swore I'd never watch again.
0: Uh, I, I would like to point out that when Matt suggested, because this was all Matt's idea, when Matt suggested mm-hmm. this, I said, oh, it should probably be the ultimate cut just because I've never seen the ultimate cut. And Matt just quietly and very ashamedly went, I own it.
1: You know, because when your wife hasn't seen it and Target has it for sale for like six dollars on Blu-ray, it's easier than renting it.
0: Oh, it's um, easier, yeah. It's a, yeah. So it's like a car. <laughs> well oh, thought I, I excuse. It
2: implies that he looked into renting
1: it. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. just buy it." <laughs> well, so the long story short on that one is, I was supposed to wait for people to go see it at the theater, but I was like, "No," just like I did with the, this one. I wanted to to bleed the poison as fast as possible um so i was not waiting for everybody so i went on my own and went i'm not doing this again uh yeah when it came out she was curious enough to know if it was as bad as i had said so uh yeah well so, you anyway, what it wasn't four hours i'll give you that <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, uh, the 4-hour cut. Uh, There will be a review of sorts as well, going up probably by the end of the weekend as well. Which, I mean, I imagine may even be kind of similar timeline-wise to when this episode goes public. Uh, So, look out for that. Uh, Although that's with a different cast of people, because these two have refused to review the Snyder Cut. We do have Jinsilis to talk about, though, so to get into some actual DC comic book shenanigans... Uh, we got some solicitations for June, which DC, for some reason, threw out on a random, like, Wednesday instead of the usual Friday. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, so, here we are. Uh, I will just mention, I'm not going to talk about them, but there's, like, six issues of Batman Fortnite or something at the top of these solicits. No one cares. <laughs> uh, go away. Do you want know you say that? Twitter cares. Twitter cares about uh, these issues. I don't More care if I Twitter expected. cares. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if Twitter cares. We're not spending time talking about a Batman Fortnite crossover. You, you might have to if it comes back. <laughs> no, will I will happily. I will happily forever ignore anything to do with Fortnite. Thank you very much,
1: Pete. Have you ever played Fortnite?
0: I am happy to say I have not.
2: John, I, I will say about Fortnite. I mean, I have one positive thing I could say about it, that, but that's not what I'm going to say here. Uh, I played it like once or twice back, you know, near the start of it, and I was like, "All right, it's not for me." But it was it was mm-hmm. free, so I thought I might as well check it out. Um, I watched a video of someone playing it the other day. Um, holy shit, that game is not what it was. It, you know, it's like. There's a fishing minigame in there now. Like there's, there's like, you know, all sorts of random nonsense. That it, It's like every game ever made. They just threw all into one. They just keep adding to it.
1: Well, you got to keep the people going back, you know?
2: Well, yeah, so. that's kind
1: of what they were doing by
2: adding in, well, DC Heroes, I'm assuming, yeah. is is, is yeah. either happening now or coming well, up very soon.
1: Didn't they do Star Wars stuff, too, at one point?
2: Yeah. They did the whole, um, you know, at uh, the start of Rise of Skywalker, the... Uh, mm-hmm in in the text crawl it mentions palpatine's message. Mm-hmm. That was in Fortnite. Like you can wa- that you you could have watched that message by playing Fortnite at the time. Like it's it's bizarre like what a it's it's, it's Connor, not it's not a game anymore it's a platform.
1: Connor? Yeah. Did you watch Palpatine's message on Fortnite? I actually didn't know cuz
2: I, okay. I I did, did not play Fortnite. I was like I'm not doing it. Um,
1: but I know it was there. Mhm.
0: I could not be less interested in this conversation right now.
1: I did not know it was a full platform weird you know.
0: Oh yeah. It's, becau-
1: weird stuff. It's, like, becau- it's
0: become digital like corporate land where a bunch of properties go I, to advertise saw, their uh, thing.
2: someone say the other day it's it's as close to uh, the Oasis from Ready Player it's One as I was gonna probably ever going to see and it, it kind of is.
0: It's not a good thing. <laughs> it
2: was but it's interesting. <laughs>
0: That <laughs> a no, good thing, to hell to hell with it. All right, uh, so can we talk about actual DC comics? Can we can, can we mm-hmm. do that? Uh, a lot. Rowling yeah, going PC down uh, going down stupid tangents about Fortnite, uh, please. Um for frontier issue one. We kind of already obviously talked about this because this was mm-hmm. in the uh, the advanced things last week, uh, but yeah, forty page five dollars. Uh, this is the Williamson and Zermanico mini. Slash event. I don't know if it's quite event level. Like I guess it probably is. Yeah, uh,
1: I would say so. Based that it's taking off from the Infinite, Fear, uh, Infinite Frontier Zero, right? Uh, much more kind of eventy. Yeah, much more focused than you know sprawling. So
0: yeah, it's kind of eventy, but it also feels kind of. It, I, I, it almost feels like a quieter book before the event book actually happens to me for some reason. And I think that's just because it's following this group of characters, you know, Ooh. try to find out what Dark Side's doing and what these worlds mean and, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, this but... is like the road to whatever the yeah. next event yeah,
0: is. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I feel like the big bombastic event where the, you know, the, the universe, the multiverse is at stake, and the Justice League have to band together... I don't think that's happening in this book. I feel like this is building up to whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, which is not a complaint. I mean, I'm happy for them to build up to it. It's, a, it's an interesting cast of characters they got in there, of course, as well. Just look at that cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting, so. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very neat. Very neat. Yeah. And Justice Incarnate. Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Well, buzzwords. Uh, yeah. Roy Harper is alive. Roy, Roy Harper's yeah. uh, not dead. So that's yeah, more
2: on Roy Harper in the next book.
0: Yeah, well, there's also a one-shot coming out called Infinite Frontier Secret Files, issue one. Uh, this is an 80-page, $10 anthology-style uh, book, which, you know, I, I'll, read the, I'll just read the text rather than speculate anything. Uh, are you ready for the new Infinite Frontier series? Do you have the lowdown and all the characters? If not, this print edition of the digital first Secret Files series so, is this already hammed or is it not happened yet? Not yet. Not no, yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, we'll tell you everything you need to, you're need. dying to know. Take a look inside Director Bone's personal database. Ah, oh, so that's their, their framing device, is it? Uh, mm-hmm. For stories focusing on Jade and Obsidian, the children of the original Green Lantern, Psycho Pirate, the scourge of many a crisis on many an Earth. That's a funny sentence, I'll give them that. Uh, President Superman, the Multiverse's ultimate beacon of hope, Roy Harper, Back From The Dead, and just who are the totality. Uh, featuring six stories in print for the first time. So this will be available to read in chapters digitally before this comes out. Uh, What's
2: interesting is given the size of it and how you know it is very much just his six separate stories
0: mm. this might read better uh, digitally rather than like it one might, big slog. I mean I mean it's 80 pages of six stories. Yeah, it actually might work out to be about six full size 20 page books.
1: Well, no. 13.3 I so just did the math. Yeah, oh, yeah, like okay. six
2: six full sizes, like 120. That's a good point. Yes. Okay. But I mean, even so, like, because they because they're entirely like one shot stories, even as digital first.
0: Look, yeah, I, I've not been awake for very long. I had no, to no, start no. An, an hour earlier. My I'm still not woken up. Right, my brain's not it, functioning. It's not, okay.
1: It's <laughs> not that it's, it's your. <laughs> I don't say your rivalry, but what was it called? Where where you're just complete opposite, like. You wanting just the opposite of Is you almost wanted to argue the math, but you like, <laughs> no, the math checks out, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. um, adversarial, that's the one I was looking for. Your adversarial relationship with Connor. <laughs>
2: I'll say that's when, what when, when, We're not let, yet let on the level of, of Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. One day. Oh
1: my god, that meme was fantastic.
2: I uh, I love that there, brother. You know the. Wait, the
0: can we not tangent into something else that just, I have uh, no knowledge of, please? Little, <laughs> one little fun fact. You
2: know the the lamp in Narnia. Um, you know There's the one electric lamppost in, in in the fantasy world, and it's like quite an iconic thing in 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 those in that series.
0: Oh, they met Professor X. Oh, yes, the one lamppost. Yes, that one famous lamppost that everyone knows
1: it about. It is.
2: It is pretty. Famous and iconic in those books. It literally only exists because Tolkien wrote a paper saying that electric lighting shouldn't exist in fantasy world. And C.S. Lewis went, well, screw you
1: then. <laughs> All right, who, wait, which one of you is C.S. Lewis and which one of you is Tolkien?
2: I feel like I probably have to be C.S. Lewis because I'm like, ah, screw it, let's do it. And and Pete wants the rules. Well,
0: so yeah, Pete I, doesn't like Tolkien. Uh, so... yeah, but, but I hate Lord of the Rings, though. So yeah. It's relevant to this uh, context.
2: It's about the personality. It's so funny. (sighs)
1: This is really going to piss him off. I'm going to put a light post.
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear.
2: That's (sighs) the equivalent of me going, let's talk about Fortnite for five minutes just to piss Pete off.
0: Uh, would, you the files would, you, would you believe uh, it? Would you believe it? I am the one who doesn't, before we start recording, try to say, let's try and keep this episode short. And then, Connor proceeds to go on tangents about Fortnite, C.S. Lewis, uh, Tolkien. Right? Hey, that was a good tangent. That was a good fun fact <laughs> that everyone should know. I just, I just... There's a... There is... Irony? A, I mean, uh, perhaps an Irony. But there's a, a, a disconnection between the, the two things that just isn't quite marrying up, right? It just, there's a, a disconnect, and I just it's a bit weird, and I'm just trying to keep my cool. Like I say, Matt's Stupid Country's Daylight Savings kicked in two weeks before ours, so I, I had yeah, to yeah, spring to action.
1: Country, ruining my entire... <laughs> I look outside, and I think I have a lot more time, And I look, and it's already 7.30, and the sun's still up. Thomas is so mad.
0: (laughs) I I thought I was making good time. I I only had Justice League left. I thought, oh, I've got an hour to read this. And then Connor's like, oh, is it ready to start? I'm like, wait, what? What? (laughs) I've got an hour. I've got an hour, damn it.
1: (laughs) You had an hour. And then my country was like, daylight savings time.
0: Oh, dear. Um... Anyway, so, Infrared Frontier Secret Files. This is going to be a long solicit. Going to win this track record so far. Hashtag, blame Connor. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Again, obviously this got an early solicit. Oh, is that Gary Frank covering you though? That is. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello.
1: I mean, but like, uh, you know, it's weird, but I'm still about that Evely cover. I, mean, I love Gary. Frank. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but, I like both
0: of them. I mean, the it's, it's cover's nice, cover. but I after my, my heart does maybe lean towards the Gary Frank one. Um, that said, never discount a good gradient because that blue gradient cover is yeah. That
2: really annoys me because the blank cover and I like blank covers because you know you know the idea of where oh, you get commissions drawn on them. Mm-hmm. Make it white. Just make it white with a nice thick stock. At, yeah, the, but like,
1: draw. as someone that frames their their signed comics or whatever having a sign commission on that blue gradient, it would make it stick
0: out. Yeah, I think the gradient's fine. I, I think is yeah. a spin on the, the blank variant.
1: That's pretty cool. I
0: no, mean, if they start okay, doing, they do. like, zigzag patterns and stuff, yeah, it's over-complex. Yeah. But I think a nice, simple gradient that corresponds to the theme of the character is a nice touch. Uh, yeah, like, what, what, did, did Marvel do, like, a black cover so that if you get it drawn, you have to get it drawn in white? I'm pretty sure that was one of the things they did, did, like, a black blank. Cover for a book. I think that's something. Uh, that I mean,
2: uh, I can't say for sure either way. I never saw it, but I mean, it's, it's not a, a stupid idea to have seen. No, I think
0: it's fine. Uh, but yeah. So obviously, we're looking forward to this, this is uh Tom King's. Uh, although uh, I, I mean, I knew it was Tom King anyway. But the format on this CBR solicits, and um, we're only looking at CBR instead of Newsarama because mm-hmm. for some reason Newsarama made a complete mess of their solicits post this month. Mm-hmm. But uh, the written by Tom King that isn't formatted properly and is in a tiny, tiny font at the top of it, and oh. you could barely see it. <laughs> Do you know what? I
2: looked over that every, even when you were, even when you were starting saying that you know it it doesn't say written by Tom King there because I, I noticed that then. I was looking for it. My eyes just went over that
0: every time. I just didn't see that tiny line. I just thought they'd forgot to put it in. No, uh, it's just uh, clearly it's just a, a slight formatting yeah. uh, snafu, but. Hey, obviously, yeah, Tom King miniseries, good stuff. Supergirl getting some spotlight, doing some stuff in space. These are all things that we typically like. I mean, Connor tested like less things, but. Uh, yeah, but it's built for Evely, so. Hmm. Yes. Uh, who did that OK issue of Wonder Woman that one time? Uh,
1: OK, I'll fight you right <laughs> now. <sir>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, if nothing else, Matt, the Snyder Cut did have more bear fights in it than the, uh, Theatrical Cut. Yeah, it
2: had a bear fight and a bull.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: wait. how did I miss that?
0: Not in the real world, it was in, like, the sort of digital nightmare world. Ah. Uh, gotcha, okay. the cyborg was in at one point. But That's right. Technically, That's there was a bear probably. and a bull fighting at one point.
1: I think that was meant to represent the stock market, stupidly. Because he's, he's in that. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, <laughs> I feel like I just pulled the most quizzical face ever.
1: Was... No, no, you guys, you guys laugh, but you've heard of bear markets and bull markets, right? Sure, but no, it's a, it's a Wall Street thing. So I'm No, sure... no, I
2: get that. I just I did not get that in context. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: now you did. So uh, go back
1: and watch
0: it. Graphic <laughs> graphic novels. Uh, Wessel, I a Gotham City hero. Uh by E. Lockhart and then art by Manuel Pritano. A new Gotham City Hero. Oh, sorry, a new Gotham City Hero. Um yeah, 17 year old Willow Zimmerman. Uh that appears to be the focus here. Um yeah, so you know, it's a young adult graphic novel. Uh it's kind of going along with these things. Uh so you have that. Uh we talked about this last week as well, the DC Pride one shot. Uh which they have done Similar things before, but uh, you know, this mm-hmm. is you know, makes sense. 80 page book, um, creators uh, from the LGBT community, and a bunch of stories based on I, a bunch of characters that you would kind of expect.
2: Yeah, I bet. A, I want well, to say, I'll just say, I, it was really interesting. They got um, the actress from the Supergirl show to write yeah. her version of Dreamer um, for the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah, that that was, it was interesting. Yeah, that was a neat touch. Um, two, got three things. Two variant covers yeah, you know, that, that uh, Bartel cover is absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and then three, I D- I'm bet DC are glad they announced this a week early because in comparison to the rest of the solicits because Marvel solicits for whatever, whatever weird reason happened this week, Marvel solicits already came out before DC's and they have a pride one shot as well uh, in theirs but because DC announced theirs early, it's like they got, all, they got all the headlines about
1: it I didn't even know Marvel was doing one until you just said something Right, it's it's in the solicits.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm shockingly good at not paying attention to Marvel solicits. And every so often, I'm like, oh, what's Marvel been doing recently? And I'll go check the last couple. But uh, I I tend to skim through them.
2: I want to see, like, most of the time, I want to see what Star Wars books are coming out that month. Uh, And they're usually buried right at the bottom. Uh, A new new Predator Mm -hmm. book coming, Pete. I did see. Alien book
0: starts like next week. I did see there's a new Predator book. I I have no opinion on Ed Brisson, the writer.
2: Uh, I've read uh, a couple of things. I mean,. He'll miss. Okay. Uh, he hasn't been on anything I really love, so I don't have a strong opinion. Who's doing the Alien book? Uh, I don't remember, but I mean, it's coming out in the next week or two, so you'll be mm. able to check on League
0: Comic Geeks. Okay. Uh, and then the miniseries that was sort of tied to that a little bit uh, was Crushing Lobo, which is also coming out. It's an ASU miniseries. Uh, surprisingly, I did not realise that it was Mariko Tamaki that was writing that with uh, me Aranki and Hopin on the arc. Yeah, that, that made me slightly more interested in it than I ever was before. Slightly. This is one of these things where I care about creators more than I do characters, but there's some, some characters that I'm so disinterested in that it's like, uh, okay, I guess I'll try it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like but When I just saw it last week, when it was... Ju- I don't know if they gave us the actual team last week, or just, oh, this is coming, by the way. I don't remember just them the... giving us the team, but...
1: No, I don't either, but this was also one of the ones that was in that... Uh, it was in Man that full out. list. Of the, of the uh, yeah. Event. yeah. Which, to be fair, oh. this is
0: the only one out of that list of, like, 11 books that's actually... Sort of materialized in a real solicit. To so be far. fair, they did tell us it would be over the year. Um, that those were launching. Yeah, I mean, the point I'm making though is that there's a lot left, and that there's still other new books that weren't in that list that are that are being announced. So, mm, it's true. Yeah, which means we might have a very healthy lineup come the end of the year. Very possibly. Very possibly. Uh, so yes, so that's coming out. Uh, this is uh, a five-dollar book. Hmm. What's interesting- The issue is, yeah. It says card stock variant 4 dollars but then it says the regular price is four ninety nine, So that's a bit oh, surprising. A,
1: yeah, also the team variant cover is four ninety nine. so yeah, that's- I wonder if it's a typo, potentially. It yeah, it doesn't the, mention the actual,
0: page count. The, the, uh, the
2: actual main cover, it says three ninety nine on the cover itself. Oh, yeah. yeah so I'm going to assume it's a three ninety nine book and that's a typo.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the card, card stock being a dollar more is normal. That's just- I've been doing that for ages, but- yeah uh, yeah okay uh next thing is the graphic novel poison ivy thorns um written by cody keplinger and art by sarah kippen
2: they're doing a gothic horror twist i'm pretty interested in this
1: hmm. i may have to pick this
0: up <laughs> uh truth and Not justice truth and justice issue five's coming out uh there's a new printing. This is weird that some of the trades are popping up here. But Batwoman elegies getting a new printing. But they've got a uh, you know Ruby Rose from the show on the cover, which I hate. I hate when books do that. I hate the well
1: the, the fact she's not even there anymore.
0: So... I mean, yeah, but I just, I in principle, I I hate when they put yeah. like actors and stuff on the cover I, of I, a, yeah, a book, again like uh, film covers of, yeah. of books. I don't I don't mind it as much when it's like like the Jurassic Park logo being the cover of the book doesn't bother me too much because it's just the logo. But See if it was, Great. like, Sam Neill and like, Goldblum, and they're, like, so sort of like, Hey! <laughs> like, I'm like, no, piss off! Yeah.
1: I would buy it just for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet you would. Yeah, a really thick
2: frame, and put it I in really the... I really want the Folio Society edition of Jurassic Park that they've, they've just put out, and oh, man, looks so nice. Yes.
0: Uh, okay, apparently there's a bunch of traits here. So, uh, Suicide Squad Bad Blood is the Tom Taylor run. Uh, all in one book, seemingly, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, this is a weirdly late solicit because this is coming out like next month. That's a bit odd. Uh, Harley Quinn breaking glass. Uh, it's just a paperback printing. We've already had the hardcover. Already oh, had the hardcover. As to uh, another graphic novel. You brought me the ocean. Same again. Just me a paper, Just a paperback printing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did
1: I say it wrong? Uh, did you say broke or brought? I said I brought. I said broke as well.
0: I'd said it okay. quickly I guess, but uh, sorry, yeah. Gotcha. You you brought me the ocean. Uh I like the idea of breaking the ocean though. Alright, back to out- <laughs> some comics. Uh Batman Reptilian, which we talked about last week. Um mm-hmm. Don't worry, Connor. I told everyone you were disappointed that Ennis was writing it. But so I'm I am excited. I think this looks good. I'm so into it. And plus more black label books. And we got some news on black label as a whole, actually, after the solicits to come. Uh so some cool stuff. Um but yes, Batman Retaliation number one, Ennis and Sharp. Really cool stuff. Uh, Batman and The Adventures Continue, season two. So this is more of the, the animated series continuing uh, book uh, with uh, Alan Burnett and Paul Dinney writing. Mm-hmm. Art by Ty Templeton. Um, the horrible Rosmo cover. With the horrible Rosmo cover, yes. <laughs> Which is funny, because you think the art is supposed to try and feel as as much as possible like the animated series, but I, I guess after a while, it's hard to keep finding artists to keep doing that. I mean, there's cover art well, You can yeah. have the same one to all of them if you really want.
1: Yeah, but it becomes a tad repetitive, and on a book yeah. like this, you kind of want to showcase. So, <clears throat> I, again.
0: I get yeah, it. It's I get Rosmo. It. Yeah. Uh, checkmate. Uh obviously this was Oof. something that was supposed to come out a while ago event leviathan checkmate's the full title um the cover just says checkmate though so i don't know if they're even bothering with the, the whole thing but uh obviously this is bendis and Malieve. uh at least me and matt are looking forward to this uh-huh
2: i'm pumped yeah i'm definitely not i'm
0: pumped <laughs> uh, uh also something else we talked about last week which is green arrow 8th anniversary special one-shot uh, with a bunch of creators doing a bunch of stories um, A lot of names you expect, some surprising and new, you know. um, you know, uh, to- uh, That Gary Frank variant as well. Yes. uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, names you expect, like Benjamin Percy, Mike Grell, but also names that are kind of new, like Tom Taylor. I don't think he's done much Green Arrow, for example. So, cool. Uh, a lot of great artists as well. Uh, So... Yeah, that's a 96-page one-shot. But, you know, we have we have typically done these anniversary one-shots because of specials. I think what's interesting, and I said this last week, but I'll just reiterate here, is that this doesn't have an ongoing book to sort of lead a story into. So maybe it'll tie in more to Justice League. But that said, there's no, Bendis, there's no Bendis story. Oh, maybe uh, Checkmate, but also Bendis.
2: <laughs> well, I will say is, uh, I think, you know, we kind of mentioned this. What's, what was the other special they announced? Not not this one, uh, before the Pride. There was one last month.
1: It was the uh, Asian... Yes. yes. And I remember saying at the time like, I I
2: I'm much more willing to read those because at least like, they've got a, a purpose. They're they're spotlighting something that needs the representation. You know, the say with the, the mm-hmm. pride one here. Whereas these eightieth anniversary, I'm like, you can do these every five years. you know, and, and the pro uh, I'm kinda like oh, I'm a bit bored of just all all his one character for you know, ninety six pages. Uh,
0: I'm much more interested in the the other ones that have got more variety in them. I mean, I, mean, I, I get yeah. it, but like this. For one, there's no Green Arrow book, so it's actually a bit more welcoming, I think, because of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, That's fair. and this has a murderer's row of creators on both art yeah. and
0: writing. It does, yeah. So, I, you say like, this could be done every five years, but technically speaking, like the Pride one-shot can be done every year. <laughs> it could, yeah. but so, the fact is they haven't done those every year. Yeah, but they may now. I mean, I mean it, it, may, it may it join the uh, the Halloween, the Christmas, and the Valentines if it like leads yearly showcasing. though, that's probably a good thing. oh that's a good yeah. thing. I, I, I'm I'm more just nitpicking at you comparing it to this than I am. I existing. I do
1: <laughs> like them doing both uh, if it's not a packed week. Oh sure, <laughs> like, well, <laughs> what, well, If you are me- not dropping them on the same week? Put them out. I don't care.
0: Well, worth mentioning as a fifth week uh, yeah. in in June, so this green arrow one sits nicely on that fifth week. when it? Obviously always going to be less books than usual. Yeah, so there's, there's a handful of annuals, I'm sure we'll get those, but <laughs> yeah uh, but no, that's neat, that's neat uh so uh, I'm excited about this. I', I never got Carr's opinion on this last week, but the Nice house in the lake, the James Tynan black label horror book with uh, uh Alvaro Martinez on the art yeah i uh, I
2: did not look at the premise. it was Tynan, it was
0: you know
2: uh, Martinez went bueno on on the art. I was like, yeah, I'm in.
0: We, we did look at the premise, and it sounds good, but I kind of agree that I was already in before I even looked at the premise.
2: <laughs> like, like, yeah, like it was just, just on the creative team alone, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Just, yeah. and, and, oh, they're doing a horror book at, at Black Label. I was like, that, that was enough for me, frankly.
0: Yeah, and then we have some annuals to look at here, uh, and they're changing their annual format, actually. They're, they're doing what uh, Boom Comics and a few other publishers have been doing for a while which is they're not going to number their annuals anymore. They're actually just uh, naming them by year, which actually makes a lot more sense, because one of the things about looking at annuals and past runs is that you'll see, oh, Action Comics annual number one, but they've rebooted Action Comics a couple of times and they've restarted the annual numbers. So it's like, okay, which one do you mean? So at least Action Comics 2021 annual, there is no doubt what that means. Where it's at. Yep. <laughs> we know what it is. So that's cool. And as the regular writer, uh, Johnson is is doing this. Uh with art by Sia um I'm probably butchering that name, so apologies if I am. Uh, but the House of El stuff is tying into this uh, this annual, so you're getting a one-shot, effectively, about some of those characters. And,
2: and it says it connects to War World Rising, which is the ongoing story in, I think it's in action, right? At the backup, yeah. No, I don't think that's the backup. I think War World, World Rising is the name of the main story going on in action. After oh, this is month. it?
0: Okay, well... I I, I I wasn't actually expected it to be completely disconnected and meaningless. Uh, but... You know. yeah, but, Also,
2: uh, um, there is a, a a typo, or a miscommunication in the solicit text. Because um, they mention uh, Brandon's relationship with Theander and says, prepare for some romance. He's like, don't worry, they're the, 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 the two different sentences, essentially. Um, uh-huh. It's not
1: getting weird.
0: Oh, sure. Yes.
1: Because wasn't Theander his... Daughter?
2: His daughter, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnson was like, there's a miscommunication, it, it didn't get fixed, please stop panicking.
1: So it's basically like, hey, this is Theander's origin story, because it's how her dad met her mom. Probably, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being, it, being the case. Hopefully this one has much less King Arthur parallels to talk about, because I really don't oh, worry, no. I have to um, listen to that again. Uh, how you enjoying Once in Future? Yeah. Shut up. Catwoman 2021 annual uh next also out in that last week of course um oh very pretty variant on that one nice and moody uh t- it,
1: yeah it it reminds me of sandman or yeah. Starman. those yeah. covers yeah i can see that it's got that painted it's quality to it a sharp color, right i think so uh yeah yeah, yeah it's sharp uh yeah because mm- the other one's kyle hot spots
0: did, did he color that himself is it is he, is he the one that's doing these painted uh, i think so he's been yeah. experimenting with a bit on that uh green lantern yeah. run because always looks I, a bit uh, different than, you know, his normal art, where it's just you, a regular color. If you, you want to
2: see different to his normal art, go on Comixology and go to uh, Greenland Lantern Season 2, Issue 3, and look at just the first few pages in the preview. Wildly different. Yeah,
0: so this is... Uh, yeah. So, as worth mentioning, these annuals, like, have they always been $6, or were they used to, they used to be 5
1: Um, They... <sighs> It used to be four ninety
0: nine, so those yeah, are just, uh, this feels like a dropping price, price a little bit. Now annuals yeah. obviously aren't that constant, so it's not that huge a deal, but it is worth mentioning uh, just to point out. Um, but yeah, so this is Ram V. So this again, well, I assume it will feel fairly like separate in the sense that an annual should feel a little bit separate from the main issue, but it is the main writer, so it will tie to the run.
2: Reading the solicit mm-hmm. text, it seems to be about Father Valley. Um, yeah, so talks so about you know his connection to Asriel, You know that, that's going to be in there. So Which... I think it'll be expanding on the main run, even though he's a main character, kind of. But... Well, that's
0: what I mean. The same with the house sale stuff. Annuals, when they're written by this, the, the 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 writer who's doing the ongoing run, I expect something that ties into the main story and is relevant. But it's it's effectively, I expect when like a TV show do like a flashback episode or something like that, where they'll focus in on a character, so it feels a little bit. Yeah. So it doesn't just feel like issue, you know, something point five. It actually feels like a kind of a separate. Mm-hmm chapter but you know related. Uh, flash 2021 annual is the next one uh, again it's the ongoing writer Jeremy Adams uh, who's on there and then it's a little bit different where this is literally
2: just the next part of the story um, it's actually the yeah. conclusion of the story so you do need this one if you're reading that flash book
0: yeah it's I wonder if we them too much because I do see the appeal of saying hey that oversized book we get to do the annual this can we make that the finale to our arc so it can be like a supersized finale. I kind of get yeah. the appeal of doing it that way.
1: It's uh, a little special.
0: And it's not called an annual, but it effectively is. Uh, Teen Titans Academy Yearbook 2021. Um, again, it's the ongoing writer, Tim Sheridan. Uh, I've just seen the Roy Harper Academy is what they called it. That's a bit
2: awkward, given that he's like not dead anymore. <laughs> yep.
0: They don't know that, though. <laughs> no. He's going to show no, up. But- halfway through the run, and they're all going to be like, wait yeah. a minute, we named this school after you, bastard.
1: <laughs> the, the school I worked at, uh, or work at, uh, the its namesake was around for quite a quite a few years.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, don't name it. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. no. Um, they would show up occasionally and make a big deal about it, and they still have a parking spot that no one's allowed to park in, even though the person has passed six years ago. I, I um, mean, I went to Catholic school,
2: so all mine were named after, like, saints or famous right.
1: bishops and well, stuff from the area. Imagine them walking through the doors. It's a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be scary.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, it's basically an annual. I mean, they're not calling it, it that, but it's an annual.
2: <laughs> they're just having some fun with the title, but it's yeah. an
0: annual. Yeah. Uh, so then you, so that's, what, four annuals? Yeah, so that's a healthy amount of annuals for a month for the first week. Uh yeah we got wonder woman black and gold adding to this uh you know two-tone color kind of anthology style book that batman black and white started a long time ago but it came back so now we have superman red and blue we have harley Quinn black red and white or whatever it's called and oh, um, yeah and then we got wonder woman black and gold coming in june so uh, i know it's uh, a marvel side copy as well because they had a, a wolverine one that
2: was like i think yeah. it was like black and white and red as well but you know the mm-hmm. idea you know, it's all blood for
0: wolverine blood. yeah I don't know, the colours I think um, of Wolverine are blue and yellow, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Uh, when I was talking to my comic guy about uh, Superman red and blue. He was like, oh, that's usually a Marvel thing to do with colours, and it's lobe and sail. I was like, yeah, this is a little bit different, though. Like, this this is a whole... Yeah, because that and wasn't... Those are complete stories, you know.
0: Yeah, and that also uh, wasn't, like, tied completely to just using the colour. Sort of... I mean, it was obviously right. heavily, heavily featured, but it wasn't... Right. Uh wasn't a hard and fast rule. Yeah. Uh, Injustice Year Zero, the complete collection hardcover, Tom Taylor, um, chapters 1 to 14 included. There you go. Uh, Wonder Woman, Eight Years of the Amazon Warrior, Lux edition hardcover. Uh, so that's kind of like the, when the Action Comics had a thousand, they had that hardcover that went along with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I hate these ones more than anything else, because they don't take, they don't give you anything, do they? Oh,
0: I didn't see this before- Space Jam! A new legacy! <laughs> 144 page book! It's an adaptation of the film. so I guess they've tried to time this. I suppose now that they're releasing everything on HBO Max, they know that it's going to come out, so... They yeah, can now, I yeah, guess, yeah, I mean, yeah. Go for it. Yes, uh... I can't wait to see how much of a mess Space Jam 2 is.
2: I saw someone tweet what the actual premise of that movie was. And holy shit, I did not realize it was that it,
0: it was a bit wackier than I was expecting. I, I don't even remember it that well, but it there was it was like social media traveling was involved. Through,
2: it was it was basically like traveling through various things on like a streaming service. So think like you know how Wrecky <laughs> Ralph is like traveling yeah, through yeah, like the yeah, or like you know, the, the, the games. It's like that, except through HBO Max,
1: basically. With yeah, with LeBron James and I, has nothing to do with basketball. I assume like,
0: I assume him and Bugs Bunny are together, though, as they're going through all these various properties. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Because it's not, it's not Space Jam if Bugs Bunny and maybe some of the other Looney Tunes are around, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, this cover does have them holding basketball, so maybe they, they do play basketball eventually. It does also say it's not the final cover. Oh. Well, someone made a cover, even if it's a Tem cover, they made a cover where they're both holding basketballs they're in basketball jerseys, you, like. Yeah,
1: it's true. One of my favorite things came out is, is all the nerds being mad about Lola Bunny, and I'm like, we've reached peak internet, guys. <laughs> oh, what were <laughs> they mad about? The, that they redesigned, redesigned her, not
2: as as hot anymore. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she's a
0: rabbit. Yeah, she's a cartoon rabbit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's in the there for you. Oh, right, is this like with Final Fantasy remake? First off, Tifa and there was like like nerds everywhere going. Our bibs aren't big enough. They did load their bibs,
1: Pretty much. Almost spot on.
0: That is, yeah. that's, that's pretty pathetic. All right. Uh, right <laughs> Some more actual comics here. Uh, Superman Action Comics, issue 1032. Uh, I said that weird because I was on the cover where it says Superman first. Uh, yeah. That much to say, really. Uh, you know, it's still coming out. Uh, American Vampire 1976, issue nine. So that's still trucking along. Uh, Batman 109, continuing the run. Uh I don't necessarily love that variant cover, but I do kind of appreciate the colours on it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I don't even know if that if you get my sentiment there, but there's something about it I like, even if I don't like it overall. It's a weird one.
1: There, it's like the the vividness, right? Like Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I, I think with a slightly better line work, I'd love that cover.
1: But I think it's supposed to be like where they're they're melding into each yeah,
0: other yeah that's a sort of dream you know,
1: way. I, I think maybe that's the color choice i don't i don't know um because i'm sure the black and white version looks great
0: mm. you know? yeah the bats look good but, on it though the bat's fine yeah. right? uh batman is the detective issue three that's the six issue mini by tom taylor of course so we're excited to mm-hmm. try that uh when it hits batman urban legends issue four uh and after it stole the show last week with that fantastic red hood story mm-hmm. i hate to say it um <laughs> I'm. I'm actually. where did you not like the Red Hood story, Connor?
2: No, I, I mean it was fun. I don't think I loved it as much as you two did. I didn't listen to what you said. Uh, I don't think I loved it quite as much as you two. but well, I mean, I, I didn't have any problems with it. Okay. I, I, I will say I. I because now you guys have actually you know properly experienced this uh this Red Hood outfit that you know was brought about I don't know, about a year ago, whenever it was with the probably two years ago now mm-hmm. with the the redesign. Um, I remember at the time. Uh, when it came out, uh, going through it with you guys and talking about the just the half mask on the bomb and saying, "Oh, this is stupid." So that that won't disguise him much. I, I take it all back. After a year, of everyone wearing masks, it, it, it does way more than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I just you know I, I want to apologise for that comment that I made. That was
0: that was ignorance. Yeah, it's uh, a Tim Drake story starting in this one. But looks <laughs> of it what are you laughing at?
1: <laughs> just that transition. <laughs> it, it was apologizing. you're like yeah so Tim Drake <laughs> uh,
2: no, I, I, I will say I was really excited when I read oh Tim Drake story and then I saw it's the person who did the, uh, the Robin Eternal issues <laughs> State, and I got really disappointed
0: oh well yeah.
1: there's I also
0: think, a Luke Fox story uh, written by the actor as well, we'll to go with that theme the actor from the Batwoman show who plays Luke Fox is writing a Luke Fox story
1: <laughs> oh shit Luke Fox is on Batwoman?
0: Yeah, he's been yeah, there since the pilot. Since at the start. <laughs>
1: yeah. I haven't watched it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the uh, the guy in the computer talking to her.
1: Gotcha.
0: He's to that character.
2: Fair, I mean, that's an appropriate role for a Luke Fox character.
0: Oh, yeah, that could play. I, I, I'm more critiquing that every CW show has to have that character. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, Superman's avoided it thus far. Superman and Lois has avoided that trope so far. I'm glad we all agree. Batman, Superman, <laughs> issue 18. Uh, next, so that's going on. This looks uh, art in there. Was the been on Yeah, the... buddy.
2: I'm I'm really disappointed that I don't really enjoy Yang's writing because this looks like I should love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's it sucks to be Connor. I mean, between between a uh, sharp on a new Ennis Batman book and and this.
1: Yeah, and well, there's yeah. Like four different artists, so I'm sure it's it's cycling mm. through different things. But you got Lu Pacino, Steve Lieber, Derek yeah, Robinson, I mean, Kyle Oates. So. The,
0: the, the, the first slide of the, the text talks about multiple realities, so clearly every reality yeah. is going to have you know, a different artist, and that's fine. Like you know, That's obviously thought out. Uh, Catwoman, issue 32, is next. Ooh! I mean, I, I don't love the face, but I do like seeing the old purple and you know gloves costume. I mean, you don't like the face? That's I mean, alright, it's a bit... I don't know. I'm a bit off about it. Weird.
2: I, I just on the solicit text here, I thought it was really interesting. I, I don't know if you've been doing it on all of them, because looking, but you threw in, like at you know, uh, at the end of you know, the Proverbs 25 2. Oh, what the Which mm-hmm. is obviously very in keeping with you know, Father Valley, who goes around quoting the Bible quite a lot. But yes. I, was, I, I was like, oh, what is that one? And I was just to see if it had any relevance to what was happening. And it's just there, uh, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. I'm like, okay, so some sort of, uh, you know, investigation, maybe? Someone was teasing.
0: Hmm. Challenge of the Super Sun is still being reprinted. Uh, obviously, there was digital first, so issue three of that is coming out. Uh, Crime Syndicate issue four, uh, a book which I imagine will not be touching because we didn't like the first issue, but yeah. uh, that is there. That's coming out. Uh, so maybe the, the- obviously we got a lot of the advanced things of the new stuff last week. What, probably the juiciest thing that came out of these solicits is that there's actually three books that are double shipping in June. Mm. Um, so, which I'm not actually that mad about, mainly just because, yeah, there's less books right now, so a few of them double shipping isn't like a it's huge just, deal.
2: It feels like a strange choice when we've just kind of put it to bed and
0: we're like, we're not doing double shipping anymore. Yeah. Um, especially for the books that only have, or the characters, rather, that only have one book. Uh, obviously, this first one that we're mentioning here, Detective Comics, is a notable exception to that, because, uh, well, you know, Batman has several books. <laughs> not just two. Yeah, several books. But, uh, Detective Comics is double shipping, uh, in June. But it's still Tamaki, uh, and John Ridley's, uh, doing the, the backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in the first one, at least. Uh, yeah. which is, which is cool. Um, so... You know, uh, and that's like four fantastic covers for these two books. Yeah, the variant for the second one for uh, 1038 oh, uh, I I mean, really like, one thousand thirty-eight specifically, I yeah. really like the mayor one. I really like the the
2: the standard cover for uh, ten thirty-seven, the Damora mm-hmm. one. I think mm-hmm. that's gorgeous. Um, we should mention though, uh, Damora is not an art anymore for this book, which we kind of always knew it was only going to be off and on because he's off to go back and do more ones in future. -hmm. So we got uh, Bogdanovich is the new uh, regular artist.
0: Yeah, I saw him tweeting about it on Twitter that he's he's run because he called it his, well, it's still his run from scratch, but you know, the idea that his his time Mm -hmm. on the book is starting in June. Yeah. So Um, uh, we like Bogdanovich. I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be curious to see, because uh, as far as I know, they've not made an official like, sort of announcement saying this is a uh, like a policy change where now we're doing double shipping. It's just, so I'm curious to see, like, will these books still be double shipping next, you know, the following month? Is this going to be a, bit, a little bit more like some of Marvel books where some months still be single, some they'll be double. And it's okay mm-hmm. either way. It's just whatever mm-hmm. the schedules sort of led them to. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this, this run. Obviously, we've not had the first issue of Tamaki's Detective yet, but I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to be into it. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Far Sector issue twelve finally. <laughs> Far Sector ends after about two and a half years or whatever it's been mm-hmm. uh, to get to that point. Uh, but that's coming out in June. Future State Gotham, of course, uh, issue two. Uh, that's the the book where we're going to be cycling through different stories for Future State Universe.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's still like a six issue Red Hood story first, though, right?
0: Yes, yeah. So the issue two is still the Red Hood story, uh, and it's Williamson. Uh, and Dennis Culver, a rating uh, with Giannis. No, Giannis. Giannis Milionanis. No, yeah, Giannis Milionanis. 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 Yes, I remember mm-hmm. that name. I that name at some point. Uh, but no, so uh, neat and surprisingly, redwood has been on a bit of a roll with with good stories uh, since Future State kicked in. So yeah, and this is the Future State team as well, with especially yeah. with the eyes
2: to back on that. So no reason to worry, right? Yeah, no reason to be
0: concerned. And he's got like, is that like a, I mean, it's probably just a bike, but it kind of, the cover, it looks kind of like a like a snowmobile that he's got. <laughs> it's not, but it looks kind of like no, a snowmobile just, on the
2: it's cover. It's just the same bike he was, he was yeah. on
0: the, in the, the, the Definitely Not Akira. Bike. A, yeah, that's
1: what I was going to say. Very yeah. innocent of Akira.
0: Yeah. But it was making me want a, a chase in, this, uh, like, you know, in the snow now. I want, I want a snowmobile chase. And a Bat Book. Thank you. Uh, Green Lantern, issue three. Uh, Still a big question mark on this one as to how we're going to like it, but obviously that's still coming Mm out. Um, You know, I I do like the characters that it's focused on and given time to. Uh, It's just a question if the writing of that future state issue is going to be indicative of how we feel about it. Uh, Hopefully not, but uh, we'll see. Harley Quinn, issue four. Coming out. Um, I'm sure that... Obviously, some of the books have pride variants, uh, and I feel like Mm -hmm. the one for Harley here... Connor would Uh, like to gush over for a second. The Chris
2: Anker one, yeah. I've I've already tweeted about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love pretty much everything Chris Anker draws. It's so (laughs) good. Um, But yeah, no, this is spectacular.
0: Uh, The next book that's double shipping in June is Justice League. Uh, Actually, really, that main cover for the first one here, 62, just the hands end for the... Yeah. Mm, It's a good cover. Yeah, it's a really simple idea, but it's nice. Yeah.
1: Very team-building.
0: In fact, the, the main cover for the Fall issue sixty three is very. It's, it's not actually this, but it's reminding me of the start of Superman the movie uh, with the heads and the, <laughs> the
1: talking heads. The, and the, the trial, TV.
0: yeah, yeah. So it's making me think of all the. Oh no! <laughs> I, it's, all it's missing is those like rings around Black Adam and Naomi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> a bit of a silvery glow. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so it's still Ramview on the back up, dangerously dark. Still Bendis in the main book, of course. Uh, and Marquez is doing art on both. Yeah, sides. He's still on both, and Zamanico's still on the backup half of both. Although I imagine that will
2: have to change in the relatively near future, given that Zamanico is doing the art for Infinite Frontier, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I imagine that's going to change. I also imagine that Marquez is going to, once he's done with this arc, is going to be off an arc because, given that clearly he's ahead because they're double shipping with two right, books that and he did. He's not but, the fastest artist in the world, anyway. Yeah. So I assume that after the last issue of this arc, which, which might be, uh, is, yeah, the, the trial of Naomi commences. so this, this second issue here in the month is the, the last issue of the arc, um, and Matt's face just lit up, it's great tear in that title. What, what makes you say, wait, wait, what makes you say that's the last issue? Oh, commences. oh, sorry, I'm, 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 like, okay. reading the wrong meaning of the word, sorry. Yeah.
1: You,
0: read, <laughs> I, you read it as concludes, I you? did, I read it as concludes, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I was, I was scrolling ahead and I got to a certain cover. And hmm. uh, I, I hadn't seen it before. And it's, well, we're so moving it's, on. it's really
2: weird putting these two solicits back to back because um, the solicit for 62 ends with a last page so shocking that it will leave fans of Naomi screaming. Mm-hmm. And then the next
0: issue is like, trial of Naomi. And we're like, all right. Okay. I, I assume whatever is <laughs> revealed at the end of that issue, though, doesn't. Like, I assume the trial happening. Maybe it happens because of that reveal, but maybe the actual thing at the end of the issue is not spoiled yet, though. Possibly. As is my guess. Uh, Justice League: Last Ride, Issue Two. I forgot this existed, but it's Chip Zarsky, So why, why did I forget mm-hmm. this existed?
2: <laughs> yeah, I I did as well. But then I'm like, oh yeah, Zdarsky Justice League book. I'm in for it.
0: Yeah, I, I completely forgot this was in it's, the previous
2: lists. To be fair, we do this all the time. Where until we've got the first issue, yes. Every month when it's in this list, we will kind of just forget about it.
0: That is true. That does happen. Uh, Legends <laughs> oh, of the Dark Knight, Issue Two. Uh, is mm-hmm. coming out. Is this the reprint of the digital stuff?
1: I believe it is.
0: Yep. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't actually mention it in the solicit. Oh, I thought it was, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm mixing it up. Maybe I'm mixing it up because of the other actual Batman digital first book. Maybe this is just... Legends of the Dark Knight is what they used as the digital title, like,
2: seven or eight years ago now. Yes. So maybe, the, maybe this is just a print one this time.
0: It may be, yeah uh Bat issue 5 uh so that's the final issue of that i believe cuz it's a five issue mini mm-hmm. yeah. uh so that's coming out in june uh we have the second issue of the mr miracle mini that's starting in may uh mr miracle the source of freedom uh reintroducing the uh the Shiloh mr miracle so that's cool uh nightwing 81 continuing tom taylor's run with a couple of pretty covers uh i just, I just like yeah. to say, we should we should be saying
2: tom taylor and bruno redondo's run because especially because Taylor has been calling people out on Twitter for not doing that properly because it is it is you know, a joint run for the pair of them because Redondo
0: is yeah. going to be the, the the ongoing artist. I respect that, but when I'm reading solicit, I like there's so many names like I just. I know, but I just feel like when it, when it was actively called out,
2: we should probably make an effort. <laughs>
0: well, not, not everyone sees that. I didn't see him call it out. <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you now for next time. I don't stop creators on Twitter. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't say that. Because if you if you say I'm telling you now for next time, I'm going to actively not do it to piss you off. Now that is how my mind works. You know that's how my mind works. You've just shot yourself in the foot. Uh, but what I was going to say is uh, that variant there. I particularly love the texture on his outfit uh, as he's on the top There's of the gargoyle.
2: A bit uncanny valley about it for me.
0: I can accept that with the pose, but I think that that the texture of the material I particularly like. I'll give you the texturing, yeah. Uh I do love that. And there's a parade variant as well where he's uh, on top of a, a parade flagpole uh, and he's doing a doing a handstand. Doing
1: handstand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the one arm handstand. Exciting. Uh so that's cool. Uh there we go. Represent issue one. I have no idea what that says. <laughs> it's a digital first thing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's
2: just, uh, I think I think it was something I yeah, get it was to try and get like, uh you know, fresh voices. Um, sure, sure. Like, like, um, uh, I think mostly minorities as well uh, is kind of the idea of the the series. Okay, that's uh, I think neat. most, that's neat. if not all of it, is already out on digital first.
0: Yeah, so yeah, just I've just heard some, some good things. Oh yeah, this is so... a 80 page. Watch, so I was just collecting all of them, presumably, then and yeah. it out in one book.
1: All the digital first ones, kind of
2: yeah, alongside yeah. the lines of the uh, Infinite Frontier, Secret Origin. Yeah, one, same same idea. Yeah.
0: Uh Robin issue three, this is Williamson's Damien book. Uh with Glen Melenkov So
2: uh, I did say that cover's not final. They're they're trying to hide who the person in shadow is until at least the issues are out.
0: I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. It's better than a, just a black page saying redacted like Marvel do sometimes with their covers. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's just speculate a little bit. Uh the variants also got someone uh, you know, marked out. So yeah. neat. Uh so cool. Uh Rorschach, continue issue nine. So that's get going. Uh this yeah. Ruby Justice League book that uh, I always forget exists is still going. Uh with issue three of that. Scooby Doo, where are you? Issue one hundred and ten, the longest running <laughs> DC book currently. I'm kidding. But... and
2: and again, I felt points out so often, but still at two ninety nine. Given yeah. that this is a book for all the kids, I really appreciate them making it as accessible mm. as possible. Yeah
0: yeah. Um Sensational Wonder Woman. This is obviously reprinting the digital first book. Uh that's issue mm-hmm. four of that coming We're out. Avarian. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't like her. The, the the face, the I think it looks nice. I, I mean I was gonna say that about it, but you said you liked it that I, I mean no, like, oh. I mean it's
1: taste
2: Stuff at the end of the day. I'm not, I'm yeah. not like nothing you've
0: no, I not. Just yeah. surprise me. I, I think the colouring's very nice, but uh uh mm-hmm. it's more about just a proportions thing. But anyway, uh Suicide Squad issue four. Um I, do you know what I am still at that point where I'm forgetting that I stopped caring about Suicide Squad because it's not Tom Taylor anymore. So I I am I'm, I'm vaguely interested for a split second and go, oh wait, no, it's the new run by someone else. Yeah. Uh and Robbie Thompson is the perfect someone else. <laughs> so that's the thing uh superman uh contain oh i'm sure matt likes that cover with uh clark and john both revealing the s uh yeah it's
1: nice but john's face looks
0: weird that's fair like,
1: it's sort of the, the, one, the more i look at it the more i bother by it i get but i can't look away
2: he looks <laughs> angry in his jaw but happy in his eyes
1: yeah I do like the Pride cover though. That looks uh, like a Norman
2: Rockwell uh, painting. It is really nice. I'm sitting on the on the yeah. planet with the with the flag draped over his cape.
0: Anguish, job, be happy in his eyes. I feel I feel it was a sex joke to be made there, but I'm 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 going to move on. Uh, so Superman thirty two coming out. Superman Red and Blue issue four is coming out. Oh, oh man, he? yeah. <laughs> man just this- did what I did. I'm going to There's, assume that reaction is because of that first name in that writer's list.
2: No, no, it was the, no, the it was cover. Oh, the, the Ramita Junior cover. Ramita
0: Jr. cover. Like, okay. I see. I see. I saw Mark Wade's name and went, "Oh,
1: Mark Wade." Know, I'm sure it'll sure be good. Yeah. no, this, this just reminds me. I perusing Twitter this week and trying to get through the controversies. I ended up clicking on somebody that claimed that JRJR is the most prolific artist currently working in comics and nobody holds a candle to them and i couldn't tell if it was satire or if it was sincere
2: i very and... nearly did an accidental spit take then when you said that Sorry. I was like
1: not... i was just not yeah. expecting... right, on, I, on I, the I upside this guy's feed for longer than i should have
0: <laughs> i the... figured out on the upside he's not listed in the artist list for the book so he's just done the cover right so yeah small victories small victories uh, Teen Titans Academy, Issue 4, coming out. That's still going. Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries, Issue 3. It's a thing. You got The Dreaming Waking Hours, Issue 11. That's G. Willow Wilson's uh, Sandman Universe book, which is, I assume, mm-hmm. coming near to an end, because that's a 12-issue book now, isn't it? Uh, I don't remember it being a 12-issue book. Or did it get changed to an ongoing I'm sure it was like Limited at some point.
2: It might well be, but it, it definitely uh. doesn't mention that at any point in the solicits.
0: Uh, we got The Flash, 771. Continue in oh, that. Oh God!
2: Run? Look at yeah. the look at the cover. Welcome to Sanctuary. Oh no!
0: Oh no! Leave Wally alone!
1: <laughs> I just thought well, this Wally. Oh, the final oh, line of the solicit.
2: Will this journey break Wally forever or return him to glory? I'm like, just stop doing this.
0: Uh, can,
1: can I complain about the flash showing up in the Ts and not the Fs?
0: Uh, yes, you can, because that annoys me too. Yeah. That that does yeah. not count when you're doing alphabetical ordering. I agree. No. Same, same with the Joker, which is next there. Uh, Joker issue four. That should be under. Oh, man. G. Yeah, it should be under. G.
1: Connor Pete Pete describing this last week almost made me want to check it out. I said almost because it didn't wasn't check. bad. I, I I was getting into yeah. it. I,
2: look, I, uh, I I understand what the premise is, but it's it's killing much.
0: So I'm I'm not I'm not doing. I, it. I liked it more than Wonder Woman last week. So I mean, you know. Yeah, well, you've got no taste. We people, know that people can bite me, right? People can bite me. Um. By the way, is there something going on with
2: Matt's mic, or am I hearing things? I, there's a little bit. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe he needs to preemptively uh reset it. Uh, it's not quite the full thing yet, but it's just clicking. Yes. Uh, Batman: Second Son, Issue Three. Uh, reprinted digital and we are still going to talk about this book uh, when issue one comes out in print we'll talk about the first I think three digital chapters uh, as we'll make up yeah. that uh, so that, that's, that should be said we'll, we'll see when it, we'll get to the list saying what's coming next week and we'll go oh okay we'll pencil that in for next week is, is basically what's going to happen uh, The Swamp Thing issue four still says of ten but I'm hoping that we can all buy enough copies to <laughs> keep that going and
2: even, even if it doesn't like get extended immediately they
0: might do it as a, a season two yes. style thing E- equally good, equally good. Yep. Um, Wonder Girl issue two. We're all looking forward to uh, the adventures of Yara Flor. And uh, all of those covers. And they are all. Uh, I think I like the the first variant the most out of the three of them. But it's yeah, you know, the, there's nothing bad there to, to complain about. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman seven seven three and seven seven four is the third and final double shipping book, um, of the batch. Uh still Becky Clunen's run of course. Um but it's worth mentioning there's two of them. Um so And it's the end of the the first half as well to mention. This could be this could be where I call it. You know, if I get to two issues in a month then I'm not feeling it yet. i I may, that may be where I call it. But we'll see. Oh Matt's got no audio now at all. H- hang on, have we missed something else he's been saying since he turned it off and I, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it is coming. <sighs>
1: how are we now oh there we go shoot i've been talking this whole time <laughs> and was wondering why i was getting steamrolled <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what have we missed? Did you missed Let's get it all out Welcome Just to. i was going on about yara floor and how great the covers are oh did you say oh
2: you too busy looking at all the nice covers to look at you yeah, yeah that's
1: fine uh, um connor in your in your opinion um is is that meant to be Mjolnir on the cover of uh, Seven Seventy Three? Seven uh, Seventy
2: Three. One woman. Oh, maybe. No, let, me go, let me go find it. Yeah, it looks, uh, it's Prophet a hammer. Bard, yeah. yeah, it's got lightning yeah, around it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, soul's already in the book. It's not like that yeah. would be weird.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, is is just just a weird angle that we're supposed to be looking at a sword of some kind or d- you know?
0: Oh, it's it, definitely not a sword. No, I, it's definitely. It's, yeah, I think it's a hammer. Because it definitely
1: looks like the meal independence they found in
0: fighting well, sites. Why, so. uh, what's interesting about Thor, obviously, Marvel don't own the rights to Thor as an idea, because it's Thor. No. But is that I actually don't know where the lines begin and end as to what, what other places can do with oh. Thor and what they can't. I mean, I think, because Marvel Thor is so
2: unique, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even like the, the, the people he's related to are very different to actual mythology. Uh, News to and, me. You know, but... <laughs> the, fact that he's, the fact that he's blonde in Marvel comics where he's always uh, redheaded. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, or dark. Yeah. It depends. He's on a ginger?
0: Aspects. Most of oh, the time yeah. he's ginger. Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that's where the ginger gene comes from, they think. It's from up north. Connor's not a descendant
0: have... of Thor. Don't even start. He's no, too no. lame.
1: Look. Maybe not Connor, but, you know. <laughs> it, it's not impossible. No. Yes, Um, is. But, yeah, so. And you would assume that certain design features, right? Like like the helmet on Marvel Store.
2: Yeah, and I would say the, 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 um, you know, the circles on the chest pads.
1: That's probably something that you couldn't do. No. I mean, I, I would guess it would be like Hercules. Like, we've had Hercules pop up.
0: All, all I'm saying is, is I'm sure that both Clinton and the artist, I'm sure they both have like a, like a a crib sheet of saying this is the things you absolutely cannot say or do because this yeah. is Marvel's version of Thor, these details. <laughs> uh, yeah. no,
1: you can't, can't put that one
0: there. Yes. Yeah. Uh yes. Uh Batman, Dark Prince, Charming, Trade paperback Back. sort of came out as a hardcover. This was a pretty solid little uh style yeah, in Batman story. We did this for Pageon a lot. Once once upon a time, yeah, it was a long time yeah. ago. So uh, very good though. Yeah. Uh, Deceased Unkillables trade paperback coming out. Uh, again, I think that may have already had a hardcover, uh, so, cool. Yeah. Best part it's of Deceased for my trades. money as well. Yeah. Yeah, Future State Trades coming out. Uh, star Detective, Wonder Woman, we got Just the Unlimited Girl, Girl Power trade paperback. Uh, you got OMAC, One Man Army Court by Jack Kirby coming oh, that's out. that's cool. Yeah, there's a trade there. Uh, Preacher twenty fifth anniversary omnibus volume two. Mm-hmm. So been Connor,
1: pre- you get that it's Garth Ennis. We all know you love him. <laughs> I, I, I think he is
2: so edgy. I I I dislike. Joe, um, you know I, I feel about. I'm in the same spot. I feel like Ennis in a similar way I do about uh, Mark Miller, where I like the ideas and I love how they're adapted a lot of the time, but I think he's just overly edgy and kind of
0: mediocre as a writer. Uh, sure. Uh, Suicide Squad, The Greatest Shots, trade paperback. Supergirl Adventures, Girl of Steel, trade paperback. Uh, I'm just losting some of these trades off here at the end there. Uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, Volume 1, Hero of Metropolis. This is that's Venditti's. That's the Venditti yeah.
1: Digital First that came out last year that I highly recommend. It
0: is, and I actually like that they're doing both sessions because it's 1 yep. to 6 and then 11 to 15. So when he mm. returned for more, uh, Sweet Tooth Compendium, 920 Ooh. pages. This is. I've never really been attracted to the big, thick, like, omnibus size yeah. soft covers. They're kind of weird to me, but, you know. They're hard no, to read, I was but they say... are wonderful for price and
2: accessibility. Because
0: this is $60 for, you know, 40 issues.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, is the whole so run. I was going to say, yeah.
1: how hard would this be to actually read? And I would assume it's very hard.
2: Like... Yeah, they've got a couple of the Walking Dead ones, I think, are 50 issues each when they do those. Um, and those are monstrous. I've yes. looked through them a couple of times in the store.
0: Uh, yeah, I will so say... I never realised... If you're but, not... So you... Go ahead, Pete. I was going to say, if you're not a fan of creases in your paperback spines, I would stay yeah. far away from the compendiums, because they will be creased to shit. Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, just, I didn't realize what Sweet Tooth was about, because I've never read a single thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but when, when you reach the solicitors, there's a cross between Bambi and Cormac McCarthy's The Road. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a bad description. Uh, it's like... Uh, I just got
0: whiplash from reading that. Uh, I, I've read the... I've not, I've not been reading the, the new book that he's been... the sequel he's been putting out, but I did read the whole original book. Um, And Netflix is doing a show, so mm-hmm. you're going to be able to watch it in to this too distant future. Uh, Green Lantern season 2, hardcover. Coming out? Yeah. Volume 2, specifically. They split it in two. So. Yeah, yeah, so it's just the, the, the back half. Uh, You got The Last Guard, you got the new 52, 10th anniversary deluxe... What is... What is it? what's in this?
1: It on the
2: fire. Oh, it's, it's all the issue ones again, like they did
0: in that omnibus, isn't it? What's the point?
1: Right into the fire.
0: What is the po like ugh, that's such a worthless book? Uh Sandman Deluxe Edition Book Three Hardcover. Uh, I guess I've been working through the Sandman and Deluxe's. Cool. Nice. Uh Suicide Squad Case Fails 1 hardcover. Okay. So this says one collection of classic Features, stories. Features debuts
2: and key, key appearances of Bloodsport, Mongol, Polka Dot Man, King Shark, Weasel, The Thinker, Peacemaker,
0: and Amanda Waller herself. And the Case Files Volume 2 trade paper. They did the trade first. That's weird. Yeah, that is yeah. weird. That's you feel like red. this
1: is going to try to capitalize on the movie? Because doesn't the movie come out this summer? I,
0: I suspect these are supposed to just be compilations that, yeah, you can buy for yeah. people who like the movie. So yeah, as a gift. the fact that these both come out in July is very telling. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, yeah, Polkadot Man and Weasel,
0: which I know are yeah. in there. And then you, you see uh,
1: Peacemaker.
0: Yeah, Peacemaker as well, I think was a big one. Oh. Yeah. And then you got one room in Lords and Liars, which is Tamaki's uh, whole run, I think, uh, yeah. just in one trade. Two, 264 pages. So it's a bit of a meteor trade, uh, but her run wasn't that long, so it makes sense just to put it all in one book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, and there you go. That's Solisus. Jude done uh, there was one bit of news to add on to that, though, to do with Black Label. It's got a new boss. It's a new head of Black mm-hmm. Label. Uh, DC senior editor Chris Conroy is taking over management of the publisher's Black Label program. Uh, as part of the new position, he also oversees the Maelstone and Sandman Universe pop-up imprints uh, with a team that includes assistant editor uh, Marcus Draper, uh, along with associate editors Andrea Shea and Maggie Howell. Uh, I guess the only thing here... I don't really know too much about the the, the person himself, but... I think them putting a new person in charge of Black Label at least tells me ah oh, Black Label's not completely dead they're still doing things with like it.
2: I know a little bit. I think uh, Conroy, uh he was the he was the uh Batman group editor for a while uh mm. in in the New 52 stuff for I think for a bit. And to be fair like you know a lot of the Batman stuff in the New 52 wasn't like terrible. It was definitely not the worst section of 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 the the content there. No,
1: cuz it seemed cohesive like everything kind of had to go around what Snyder was doing, right? And that was a balancing
2: act. Yeah, so. um, I know. In, in a positive sign for things going forward, uh, Tynan mentioned because uh, someone asked him, you know, that that, that horror book that he's doing uh, for Black Label. Mm-hmm. Someone in an interview asked him, "Why are you doing it?" At, you know, Black Label instead of going to you know Image or wherever, because uh, you because know, he, he works with a lot of places with other yeah. horror books, and he basically said, uh, you know, it's because he. Wanted to work with you know with his right. editor. I was like, yeah, sure. um I think that's a good sign for okay. If this is the types of books that he's looking at for the line,
0: yeah, no, it's good. I mean, between that and then I know you're not as excited because of Ennis, but like I, I think Batman Retellion and this horror book by Tainan, I think this is the sort of stuff I like to see from Black Label. Like I, I loved the the Hill House almost yeah. entirely. There was the one book that we didn't like as much, and obviously I like some more than others, but. I love getting those types of books from DC. And
2: did you say uh, Andrea Shear was uh, involved in the yeah the department now? Yeah, that's good. Um, they the they're, you know so again a lot of praise on Twitter uh, last week. They're the one instrumental in um, getting the Pride anthology happening. Oh, good. Uh, so again, might lead to some more diverse books.
0: Mm-hmm. Th- this is um, maybe a case of obviously a lot of changes happened last year and Black Label was just kind of lost in the shuffle for a bit. Maybe this is them finally kind of just sorting it out, making it sort of run on its own as a stable. we lost
2: the Black Label header, you know, that yeah. in, the,
0: yeah. uh, in, in all of the, the um, redundancies. So... It, I'm glad they didn't try to rename it around, because like, they could have said, oh, technically this is the start of a new thing, but they've realized, no, this already is a name that we can use. We can just continue this branding and stick with that. And I wonder, like you know, if we hadn't had the Hill House books and the stuff that came after, and maybe some of the stuff that, you know, because I think, like, uh, obviously Rorschach, I think, it's Black Label technically, and maybe one or two other things. I wonder if that stuff, rather than the earlier things that got a lot more controversial that weren't as well-received, like the Azarello book. Uh, fair, more... That was
2: only controversial because of the weird editorial flip-flop.
0: Well, yeah, but what what I'm saying is, is that, if it had just been those earlier things, they might have been more inclined to rename it and just sort of brand it as something new. But because they're doing more horror books and because they'd already established that horror line at Black Label, maybe that's why they feel more I, inclined to say, no, this has got a brand now. We'll keep this going and continue. Yeah,
2: I, uh, I actually agree with what you're saying, but I think the the reasoning is just slightly off. Uh, I think what it is is because um, they've been reprinting classic stories under the Black Label trade, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, like big well known stories, like I think, think All Star Superman's in it. And basically, I think they've established a point in the bookstore market now where, oh no, these these are the black label stories, don't necessarily mean as much in terms of tone or continuity for us, more for these are the books that we want to have that evergreen, we'll always just sell in the bookstore.
0: Um, I and- could see that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I still do horror books that are just sort of basically create owned own works that. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not actually creator-owned. I'm sure time isn't necessarily. like... Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't well, know I think the... it probably is, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe, maybe they do have some sort of... Maybe, maybe this is DC's way of saying, hey, we don't want to lose more good creators to Image because you're tempted by creator-owned. So here, we'll give you a corner of our company where you can do creator-owned works. I and mean, this is it. kind of what Vertigo always was. <laughs> K- kind of. But DC still kind of owned a lot of that, though, right? Did they
2: not? Some of it, yeah. yeah. Um, it changed
0: in later years, though. Yeah. So... I mean, that's good. I mean, it keeps them in the family. It keeps, like, tiny and happy, and he'll keep doing Batman for them, and we get a cool horror book out of it, so... hmm We'll win. Yes, everyone wins. Uh, as opposed to... So, so it's the opposite of Lance Archer, Matt. Keep you in the... Uh, <laughs> keep you in the loop.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a wrestling reference, Connor. Hell oh, okay. do <laughs> stress yourself.
1: Yo. I'm, I'm missing something. Thumb Never again. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, that was so glorious.
0: Odd. No, so Brett Baker. Night. Brett Baker with blood pouring down her face with that evil smile. She just became a star. Yeah. That yeah, will be remembered. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oof. Yeah, when she pulled out the thumbtacks, so I'm not comfortable watching this, and then I thought they were going to do that, you know, keep away spot,
0: yeah. and they
1: went straight for it, and I wasn't ready. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. Yeah. Oof. Those two women, they've they've jumped to the top of my favorite. I I already love Thunder Rosa, right? Mm-hmm. And I like Britt. Like she's she's come a long, long way. But that match, for them to do that. Just, uh,
2: just before we get into the books, mm-hmm. can yeah. can I excite you, Pete? Legitimately this time. This is not me you know, doing something shitty. This is something that will you, actually excite you.
0: You you want to rephrase that? Remains to be seen. But yeah, yeah, no, I know saying. that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, phrasing and all that. Um <laughs> But I, I looked ahead at who was writing the alien book because it's out Hello. next week.
0: Okay.
1: Philip Kennedy Johnson. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, if I have time, I may throw in a little mini alien review at the end of the podcast next week. I'll <laughs> give people my thoughts on it. Well, <laughs> you can do that, and me and Matt can't talk about once in the
2: future. Yes.
1: I'm not, I'm not caught up yet, Connor. Let me no, catch up. I, I can talk about the first trade.
0: It's, I, might, uh, I might be
1: caught up by next week because I picked up the second trade at the shop because Seven
0: Trojans was not in yet. Don't, don't pretend that this is this is not a dictatorship where my way goes, right? No, it's uh, not. Let's not pretend. But, <laughs> but, don't tell me to
1: go rogue, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it.
0: We need a revolution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I became the Russian Batman from Red Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it
2: but uh, matt how good is one's future
1: it's so good as, as i said on twitter it is it is to the the formatting of legend and myth to what star wars is to the joseph campbell you know that whole thing uh, what is that the, the, the hero's journey? journey yeah yeah it's so good I, this is not the book i was expecting it to be at all because it's not really high fantasy you know, no, it's it's, more... it's
2: urban fantasy. It's all about storytelling.
1: Yep. yep. So really good. In fact, before you guys rang, I was going to try to catch up, but you guys rang me as I was getting ready to open it up, and here we are.
0: Well, we're here to talk about DC College Let's not let's not mm-hmm. get distracted with uh, silly fantasy books. Starting this week, Justice League issue fifty nine. Brian Michael Bendis writing with David Marquez on the art, obviously in the main story. Um, mm-hmm. Here. Um, obviously, I was going to read this anyway. Matt was going to read this anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Connor, on was the other hand, was not going to read this anyway. <laughs> was not going to read this, but a patron is making him read this. So all three of us have read the start of Bendis's Justice League. And uh, before we get to Connor's misery, which I'm sure it's going to be, uh, Matt, how do you feel about the first issue of Bendis's Justice League?
1: A bit unfulfilled, just because Now that I know that it's double shipping, everything makes sense. But when I read that earlier this week, I had no idea. Because, as I told Connor, this felt like half an issue. Uh, Just in the pacing and everything. And I liked what I read for the most part. But when I got to the end, I expected there to be more. And now we're moving to the Ram V Justice League Dark Story. Um, So... I thought we were passable shipping, but if this is how the pacing's gonna go, then and that's what Bendis is more comfortable with. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I uh I guess I'm just used to Bendis shipping because this, this felt like a Bendis paste book to me in in a good sense because this is not like he's Legion of Superheroes, but there's so many goddamn like text boxes no, and bubbles. This, uh this
1: was so quick to read. That's yeah, why when yeah. I got to that page, I was expecting more. This... just because of the way he paces stuff out. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, this flow, that, you know, I had that sort of bookend, and it's not quite at the end of the issue, but the bookend with the uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary, like talking about the Justice League and how that feeds into things, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously going to lead to them having new members because they're saying, I mean, not only are they new, but it's like, hey, pe- people need to see is a bit more relatable and maybe we should shake things up. Maybe we're too comfortable with who's on the team, which I assume is going to eventually lead to Black Adam being on the team in some capacity, given what else the story mm-hmm. sets up in this one. Uh, but the main sort of part of the story, is that this being, this monstrous being, who has a very kind of nonchalant attitude to what he's doing, appears in Kandak. Um, can I just mm-hmm. say it, that I kind of loved, before he shows up, though, this scene of Black Adam kind of being like, a good leader to this this child mm-hmm. who's visiting his mother's grave. I thought this was a nice, nice scene. Yeah, it's... it's what Black Adam always does. Yeah, yeah.
1: This, this is the best version of Black Adam for me. Like, I don't, I'm not like, I don't like necessarily the overtly evil guy that's like a dictator i like the one that's like no i have to make the tough decisions this is kind
2: of the the john's black adam right yeah
1: y- yeah and and so when he's comforting this kid and then he talks about his past that, that we're you know that we know from you know way back in the infinite crisis days you know how he lost his wife and the whole family and, and whatnot like it was really touching
0: yeah i was at this it was nice to see the side of black adam uh, and of course, this, this demonic-looking monster shows up with the horns. Uh, and very quickly it becomes, a, you know, it's apparent that this is going to be a fight. Black Adam takes him on. Uh, probably a good time to mention Marquez's art and layouts are pretty spectacular, for the uh, most part. Yeah. You
2: know?
0: Other that, never... I think his Black Adam looks really young. Like, weirdly young.
1: Yeah, but I think that's a minor thing, because it's... I can always chalk that up to that's magic or whatever, like... You know, maybe mm-hmm. he'll just, maybe just, he'll just, refine the design
2: maybe. as this he goes. Inconsistent with Black Adam, to me, and I, I, for the most yeah. part, you really like the art in this issue. Uh, I think you know, I, I tend to not have much bad to say about Marquez's very good eyes. No, that's what I'm saying. Sure.
1: Everything that I've read from Marquez, I've always liked, even if the story itself I, wasn't like I you agree. know, yeah.
2: Which is why it, I'm kind of making a point for saying you know that, oh, yes. I didn't really like his Black Adam face because yeah. it's
0: unusual yeah. for me to not mm-hmm. like Marquez. Yeah, of no. course the Justice League show up. Uh, it's not the full team though, because obviously we're missing a couple of members and they've not necessarily filled out the ranks yet. And obviously Green Arrow and Black Canary are here, so it's just Superman, Aquaman, uh, Hot Girl, and Batman show up, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, we'll take it from here. We're in Justice League, and uh, we have a bit of a fight." <laughs> I did kind of like the, the the little touch here of like Superman going, "Oh, this guy's clearly the one causing the trouble. Black Adam's not the one. You know, he's not in the 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 wrong side of this." Uh, So, I like that. But there's some fun pages here. Uh, Aquaman attacking this monster with a... Not quite a Sharknado, but it's not... wall. I believe, was the phrase. It's not a million miles away. Uh, A lot of sharks. It's a fun page. Uh, And I like his reasoning as well. He's like, hey, normally I wouldn't jump to this immediately, but you were going toe-to-toe with Black Adam. That tells me how powerful you are. Yeah. So, I'm not pulling punches. But then, of course, the weird stuff starts happening, which is... When he tries to actually attack him directly with a trident, uh, this blast happens that throws him back, and then he affects Kendra's, uh, uh, you know, her Morning Star. Yeah. The and,
1: end metal,
0: right? And
1: yeah, the, end, to it.
0: the end metal starts like it's just like it's supercharged and starts like you know vibrating and you know glowing red in her hand. In fact, they are in that page when you turn the page and it's like the swirling colors around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty spectacular, but it's like, hey. Something's weird here. It's, it's it's reacting as if you know, just like it's like, a, like a, almost like a chemical reaction of just being near this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the others fly in. Uh, there's some action scenes. Uh, the the beast escapes through a portal somewhere. They can't follow, so they're sort of left to sort yep. of ponder who this is, and they're going to go look into it. Um, I did did did. Uh, I, I kind of enjoyed the uh, this glance here as Black Adam sort of tells him to leave and flies back towards Kandak. Uh, there's a moment where Superman looks over at him and Black Adam looks sort of back over his shoulder. Uh, there's, there's a moment of... Uh, maybe some respect, but certainly mm-hmm. one of understanding that Black Adam is either appreciative or knew he needed help. or so, You know, to, to that oh. effect.
1: Yeah, the way that I took it is like I tried not to involve myself in this stuff to keep people safe, Mm -hmm. right? So that was kind of like a knowing like glance, like, hey, thanks, but I don't want this to be a regular thing. Yeah. And and then that kind of sets up what we just read in the solicits, right? About him kind of joining, maybe. You know, if he's a little bit more hesitant, because he just likes to be the ruler of this small country. I mean,
0: it may not be an an official he's a member of the league. It may just be that he's right. an easy alliance with him that'll last mm-hmm. an arc or two and that's why he's kind of seen as mm-hmm. a you know, on the covers he looks like a member. Uh, right. kind of thing. Um and that that leads to the debate with uh, you know, back back at the the, the, the Hall of Justice, mm-hmm. Barry's looking into things, oh science, Calyx is looking into things, uh, and Canarian green arrow or explain hey you know clark like people see him as a human now they they relate to him a bit better we should we should do more of that maybe we should shake things up with new members so ever but the unknown energy of this beast does actually match one thing there's one other thing that calyx has analyzed that this matches and this ties in to naomi naomi her energy signature uh, matches this implying that this thing either comes from the same dimension as her or comes from a similar place as her. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, more to go into. But the final page of the book is Naomi showing off to her friends, her, her new powers, and Black Adam coming to see her. Uh, so that's your Cliff Meyer. Um How do you feel? I mean, before we get to, because again, I'm sure Connor's going to give us his list of complaints in a minute. Uh, how did you feel about this time back into Naomi? Because to me, it kind of felt like, oh, this does feel like a Justice League book, and I, I enjoyed it. I think it flowed really well. Uh, but it, it's very clearly that Bendis has like a almost like an overarching thing for his all all of his DC work that's sort of still coming into this.
1: Yeah, and to me that's okay, but I can also understand how people would feel that he's wedging the character in, mm. you know. But like being that I've read all of his stuff at this point, yeah. <laughs> like had had she shown up in in Legion, i would be like oh yeah I found it, but here. It seems like it fits story wise, so I'm not, you know, I'm not that worried. I guess the
2: the um, complaint, and and this isn't something that I have because I don't really carry the way about Naomi, right? Just want to make this clear. This is not me doing that. I'm just. Oh, I assume the complaint would be is it feels weird to throw her straight to the Justice League, where surely she should be doing stuff with like some sort of Teen Titans level team first. Well, like, if she, if was. she was in uh, Titans, right, but a bit more long term.
0: I think. <sighs> I think I think the answer to that is that Ben in, in her introduction in her in her own book set up that she's from this other universe, this other dimension that is completely new to DC, and that maybe the reason why he even did that was to set up other things he had planned later. That this wasn't just going to be mm-hmm. it wasn't just going to be Naomi that came from that universe. There was going to be other things that the plot was going to delve into. So it's not so much that she's been going to be recruited as a member of the Justice League right away, even though she effectively might be because she's going to be working alongside them for a while. It's more that she is heavily part of the plot device that is driving whatever the threat is. So yeah, I think it's it's fine if she's
2: again not part of the league, but if she's kind of there while they're dealing with this stuff specifically. But once yeah. the right. threat's dealt with, I would not want her to be sticking around and being a regular member of the no, league but- again, not because of. Anything about her character, but more just feel like that's a bit much for the lead. Yeah,
1: but it's where I feel like she's a passing, she's just kind of passing through because we do know that he had plans for Naomi season two. Yeah. Right. And he just kind of, you know, he was always waiting for
2: for Campbell, who has been Mm -hmm. doing uh, Far Sector, right? Right given that that's coming to an end now, maybe, maybe they'll yeah,
0: open w- back up. I wonder when this arc ends if that's roughly when we're going to get this announcement of Season 2, because maybe the whole point of Season 2 is that it's going to be set after this Justice League story right. that she's involved right. in. So. Uh, so that would make right. some sense. I, I, I think yes. it it probably works well enough for a new reader. I and mean, when I say a new I mean a new reader who's not read Naomi, right? Because right. the way it oh, introduces right. her is that there's a mystery monster. Oh, wait, there's one thing that also from there, oh hey, there's, there's this character and maybe you don't know exactly who she is or you've even heard of her, but clearly I think next issue they're going to kind of establish some of that. This is just, hey there's this character who's yeah. related and the clifffire doesn't depend upon knowing who she is all it depends upon is that she's connected to this monster and Black Adam's going to see her. There's enough in this issue that's set up for this clifffire to make sense as a clifffire, I think
2: Yeah Well, As someone yeah. who hasn't read Naomi uh, yeah, that is not one of my problems with this yeah. issue
0: Oh sure, Okay, let's go then. So, let's let's let fly. What, what, okay, what? Right. First
2: off, uh, this wasn't going to be my first point, but I'm going to kind of come back to where where Matt you know, mentioned the stuff with the the pacing, uh, the start, which I think is goddamn atrocious. Frankly, like don't get me wrong, part of me was glad it was over, but <laughs> my god, it was over. Like there's like there's nothing there. It's like where's the rest of the issue? And going, oh, well, it's going back to double shipping. That's not good enough for me. That's a terrible excuse to pace it with double shipping in mind.
0: Because uh, okay, can I, actually, can I make one counterpoint here? Is that I actually didn't have that feeling that Matt did. I didn't feel like I was missing half oh, of an issue. So. I, I did. I literally <laughs> got
2: to the last page
0: and was like, wait, it's over? Like, I, 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 I think, think it's I was, important like, to, to know that I don't agree with those. the basis of this argument being that it feels like that it's lacking in terms of content, because I didn't feel that. But that's clearly a personal thing that's fair um
2: and and maybe it's not even that it's lacking content but more just the pacing of it felt off. like it didn't feel like i was at the end of an issue it didn't have an uh, appropriate flow and rise to it. it it's kind of what i'm getting at here more than anything rather than the amount of content because the pages are clearly there uh, you know i'm not arguing with that um and th- this book is indicative almost on a meta point at one, at one point though of of why i despise Bendis team book specifically. And this is, you because know, goes back to what I've always said. It's not, it's not the amount of dialogue, although Bendis can be wordy. Because, but this, this book isn't that. But it is still a textbook example of what I hate about Bendis books, is that every character sounds the goddamn same. I could remove the names of, who, uh, of the, the dialogue and, and things and just apply it to someone else, and I would not notice. You, you know, for like 90% of the, the speech bubbles in this. They all sound the same. Even the villain sounds the same.
1: I don't know if I agree with that, because I feel like his voice for Superman carries over from his Superman stuff. So I feel like I knew where Superman or even Ollie... That that said, his Ollie at the beginning, it took me a second to realize that's who was talking.
2: Well, I you know? think for me, I mean, it, maybe his voice does carry over from Superman, but then it, get, then it gets to... Well, everyone just sounds, sounds Superman-esque by that logic. You know, I don't know who they all sound like. And all,
1: I'm okay sound, with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. They should sound...
0: I I have never had a problem with uh Bendis's characters having a consistent kind of like shared wit to them. It's never been a problem for me.
2: Yeah, I I really just and and there's almost like a self-aware meta reference to it later, where um Green Arrow is like, "Hey, we could we could get some new voices in here." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, because they all—they're all just kind of making the same things. You know, we're all—you know—you're—we're know, all starting to see things through a similar prism. I'm like, yeah, you're all starting to sound the damn same. Um, but I don't think that's Bendis like actually like you know doing it intentionally. I—I I genuinely just I think it was a, a weird happy accident almost of my critique. Um, but it felt particularly poignant getting to that. Um, but that—that that is what I hate about Bendis books more than anything. Uh, again, especially team books, and it is. Front and center here, and, and that's why I hate about this because uh, along with the pacing as well, you know like I say. But art's solid, you know. Like I say, you know my, my one mm. thing with Black Adam's face aside, real like the art. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, uh. I, I don't have any problem with this, this Naomi thing. Like you know, like you're saying there, you know the the way it, uh, again having not read it, the way it introduces as oh you know there's a there's a match to the thing that was already going on, it, that happens to be Naomi. That works in a perfectly fine context within itself. Like you you don't have to know who Naomi is for that to work. I I know barely anything about her beyond the bare, you know, bare essentials that I picked up, Uh, and that was definitely not a problem uh, for me. Again, like the the external argument of him inserting her into her stories is kind of something unrelated, but I don't think it's a problem in this issue. Yeah, Uh, I just yeah, it's feel like it just the pacing that that killed me as well in this issue.
0: Well, I think to jump to a point that I think uh, we should reiterate here for the, uh, just the plot going forward, is that when this monster, uh, leaves... Brutus, his name is. Uh, Brutus, there you go. He says that he's clearly ill-prepared for this, because he basically is like, oh wait, there's a lot of you super-powered beings. Oh, clearly I need more. I need need to actually, uh, (laughs) come back with better, you know, better equipped, which might mean more weapons, it might mean allies, it might mean a number of things, but... I
2: think specifically it's actually in regards to the Nth male um... Because it's after that reacts, because, you know, because the, the Trident doesn't hurt him at all, right? Uh, no. He, he doesn't care. And then it's the uh, the final and it does hit him. And he's like, oh, it, whatever is it, you know? oh ooh, what's that battle stick made out of? It's it's wow. Okay. What's that battle stick made out of? And then he's like, right, I was all prepared for this. So I, I'm assuming it's something to do with the
0: n rather than superpowered beings in general. Yeah, it does I make me wonder wish... though what else is going to affect him. Well, you know, that he's not predicted because okay, he'll come back prepared for end metal, but what if I don't know what if kryptonite ends up <laughs> like giving well, him like, yeah, a rash you're... or something?
1: Or you wonder how magic affects him.
0: Mm, yeah, magic, you know,
1: like with back at him, you know,
0: yeah, just throws a satana at him, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah
1: sure. I mean, that, that's well, the most Yeah, you so could no, make no that how you argument for more will be
0: based on the backups. Uh, well, I actually didn't read the backup in this particular case, but it was mainly because I, I was an hour behind, so I thought, you know what, I'll since I wasn't feeling the, the previous backups with this, I'll I'll skip it for now. Uh, but I'm not necessarily really now going back and reading the later, but, uh... You, you might do once we talk about King Arthur stuff. I definitely <laughs> won't. I, I, def- I definitely well, will it, never go back it to it. You,
1: it definitely goes into what B was doing with, uh, Oh, just,
0: before you get eight, so, before uh, before you get to it, uh, we should rate yeah. and so sort because of, sort of, I mean I, I was pretty into this main story, uh, just like I think it's a solid start to his run. I think it didn't rush ahead too far. I kind of like that it it takes some time in just establishing what his team feels like with each other, um. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate those elements, uh, but yeah, but Matt, what are, you, what are you going to rate the main story here? Just like
1: uh, I'm going to give this one, and and it's solely on the.
0: Art, for the most part. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Connor? Uh, I'll give it a 4. Uh, Solid 8 out of 10 for me. Thank you very much. Uh, But, yes. Okay, so the backup, which is V and Zermanico, just laid dark. So, like I said, I did not read this because I was uh, underprepared, forgetting that we had to start an hour earlier. So, I I decided to let this one go, but uh, you two may discuss. to start with, I think, you know, just the, the pacing, because this is a 10-issue story.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it uses its 10 pages way better than than the main story. Don't get me wrong, it is short, but, I mean, yeah. it, it's 10 pages. It, it actually is short. It doesn't just feel short. Um, but we, we open um, in the Augustus Priory Ruins uh, you know, in, in Wales uh, uh, near Curleon, which already is like, okay, we're doing King Arthur stuff, because uh, Curleon was... Basically, where um, Camelot was supposed to be before, the, before they came up with Camelot as a concept and as a right. name, it was Curly on Castle. Yeah, and it, uh, it uh, makes f- this all these from reading, versions.
1: Yeah, from reading What's a feature I realized I don't have quite the handle on Arthurian Legend that I thought I did. That's you know? because there are so, so many different versions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so here you could tell that, that Ram V has a very specific version of, of Arthur in. Not necessarily Arthur, but maybe Merlin. And again, this is... This should have came as a surprise based off of the Future State uh, story that we yes. got and how Merlin had taken things over and, and all of that stuff. So Yeah, um, and this
2: does essentially boil down into two plots. You have the, the Merlin stuff, which kind of bookends mm-hmm. in, and the uh, the Zatanna and, yeah. and Constantine stuff in the middle. Um, yeah. Should we just tackle all the Merlin stuff first?
1: Yeah, let's do that first yeah
2: so he's, he's at these uh you know roman ruins which again i say it you know, was potentially a, a basis for camelot mm-hmm. and you know you've got this man who walks up who starts doing some magic and you know very visibly magic and changes the entrance of of the castle and goes through and all of a sudden it, it looks completely different uh it's you know mm-hmm. how it was uh when he was there and i think it it's already fairly clear at this point. This is probably Merlin. It doesn't yeah, especially coming that, off of the future state issues.
1: Right. You know, as soon as you get to that, what is it, third, fourth page, and, and he's in there, you know, his hipster haircut, you know, notwithstanding it yeah. is traditionally and what we think of as Merlin. But he's got exactly a like
2: the sword and the stone.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, with yeah. with what looks like a lady in the lake, you know, waiting. Um, see very interesting, I would say not a lady in the lake. Well, I do feel there are some iconography there. There's you know? similarities,
2: but I think it's very notable that she's only standing on the edge of the water, and she is never submerged in the water. She's okay. never laid in the lake.
1: Uh, or, it was, the lake. yeah. So you find out that this this person—it kind of reminded me of Last Crusade, where you have this knight standing by, you know, in yeah. this cavern, you and know, and looking over Caliburnus, you know, which they say you know is sword in the stone wasn't actually excalibur right no. that belongs to lady no, of the, it's lake.
2: Excalibur's the lady of the lake one uh this is right. the sword he had before excalibur
1: right and so this is in the stone and you know, looking over and you find out that this knight is sir Elnara Rashdu, rashtu and she was supposed to be the 13th knight you know and they ends up having eternal watch basically until marilyn or arthur returns so when you know he returns you know she she kneels and uh it, yeah. And and I'm just to, to get you know,
2: to cut ahead at the end right. basically. And She's like, Oh Merlin, oh yeah, you know, do we win the war? Yeah, you know, this is great, you finally returned. And he's like, Joe, yeah, you did you did wonderful. But your your part's been played and then just stabs her. It's like, you know, your watch has ended. Um right. leaves her bleeding out in the lake as he strolls towards the sword and takes it out comfortably and melts it mm-hmm. down but takes out the the jewel in the hilt. Um right. Uh, the the ruby it looks like a ruby anyway right um Mark and takes up. that
1: yeah a lot more brutal than i remember merlin even in the other tales right like yeah this uh, is
2: very uh, definitely a questionable merlin i don't know why
1: exactly. yeah straight up evil merlin you could say well, that's the thing.
2: i don't know if it is straight up evil um i think it might be very misguided but there might be some good intentions behind it he puts his fist through her body. He does. He does. <laughs> but, he, you know, the, but I don't know what his purpose is here. He's like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's saying he's going to drag the world towards its destiny. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, for all we know, his vision of its destiny might be objectively better. And it, it's, it'll, be, it, it'll be one of those classic stories of, you know, well, you know, we need to get there naturally, not dragged there by a dictator. But mm-hmm. it makes it more interesting if that is the case. Um, but we really don't know yet. No. But and really then, fascinating stuff.
1: Yeah. Counter countering that, we get a a subtle art change here for how they tell the story. And this is the same artist, right? This is still Yeah, it's all Zamanico,
2: but you have like yeah. uh him telling the flashbacks with this like. Yeah, and then they
1: stuff. look yeah, they look painted here. Just it's mainly just this one, you know, where they're talking like so um Zatana and Constantine are sitting in the back of this truck going through New Mexico. You know, and they—I uh, think it's Constantine that's telling had the story yeah. of like there was this this priest who claimed that they recorded these prophecies in the seventh century. You know, and this this book ends up in the hands of this—I would assume—metal band, um, who ends up during well, a live no, performance.
2: The book doesn't end. And, you know, the book is is completely is is separate. Like that—that's okay. the whole thing is. So, the book is discovered somewhere else it's got its own little uh-huh. cult that follows the book, but then okay. separately in the 90s you've got this band who hmm. sang a, you know, an unplanned eight minutes in ancient Sumerian yeah. which I feel like this is like hitting some deja vus. This might be a real thing that happened because I've got like some deja vu of, of, of some band doing this uh, work. I can't tell you exactly, but like it's just like there's something in the back of my head about you know singing in Sumerian like as. Well, you know, being something that,
1: you know, not not to drag this too far into wrestling, but there was a a wrestler who's now known as Black, deep occult vibes. I'm shocked with suit. a name like that. Well, right, but before that, he was a wrestler known as Tommy End, and he has all these occult tattoos. But he was part of a tag team called Sumerian Death Squad, and it's very similar to a lot of this stuff here, which I wasn't well aware of, you know. um but his whole vibe, their whole vibe of this uh, band, definitely spoke Aleister Black to me. Um, so I yeah. thought that was pretty, pretty. Enter- I say entertaining, but um, like, I hadn't made that connection before. But yeah, so they so they talk about this and how this, you know, I'm sure this cult will come in
2: to play. Yeah, basically, when know? when they translated the ancient Sumerian the prophecies mm-hmm. actually lined up with the ones from the 7th century, and they're like, yeah, right. maybe there's something to this. Uh, right. And it happens to be, you know, the, the place they talk about is this day and this place. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that sounds interesting. Let's go check it out.
1: So so this is based off of a real thing, I guess. It says, listen to the oldest song in the world. So there is a, a song written in Sumerian, right, mm. That's that is around... Um, so that's cool that that Grand V's put that in there. But anyway, um, you know they so they're heading to 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 find after refresh because I read this early. Well,
2: um, they don't know exactly what they're going to find. They're just going towards right. this place where the prophecy is, and they right. get there and the the house is is burning and there's a big like mob outside. It, it seems mm-hmm. and they're like, what's going on? Everyone's fighting, and you know, Constantine's like, right, all right. Zitana, you know, pull out some magic and stop this you know? mm-hmm. and, and she's like I can't Right. Uh, so I'll, you know, I'll explain it later but can you do something uh, and just to speculate I wonder if I don't know if it's a, a physical or a literal thing um, but the aftermath of what happened with um, you know, the upside down man she's right. lost her powers or if it's a, a mental thing that she's you know, she, you know she's just terrified scared of her right. magic now it has I don't its, know.
1: yeah, you know, magic has it's price Right? And, and she and she's sacrifices scared of herself, that cost might right. be in the future. Yeah, she doesn't want to unleash anything, and he does some pretty nifty blood magic here with his watch. You know, he cuts his hand, puts blood on it, stomps on it, and it allows him to stop time, yeah. which is pretty cool. Which this is where the story really picked up for me because this is my kind of stuff. But um, uh, he he doesn't know that the prophecies were both indeed true, and that there's an angel who arrived in a, in a bolt of lightning. Followed by a demon. So we have the angel, Orpheal, and the demon, Bifrons. Where I'm like, I'm already like, okay. Uh, this, this, is, this is Justice but, League Dark that I'm enjoying. Playing you our
2: know. game here, isn't
1: he? Yep. And so, um, they basically, you know, the angel came up from the top. And, you know, the demon came up from the bottom. And they both went about their tasks with both sets of cultists, right? So they kind of stirred them all up. Yeah. And... <clears throat> So says, then the children looked upon the gift uh, from Orpheal and saw him in his true form. Um, the light blinded them, and then the the Solfuret, so then that's the demon people. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw him and his and it drove them all mad. So now I'm also getting some kind of, you know, Lovecraftian imagery mixed in here, which we know from Swamp Thing that you know, Ramvi clearly has an interest in.
2: Yeah. Here. I mean, and there's also, you know, there's, there's a lot of ancient religions, uh, you know, you, you look upon the, the true form of a god, it will kill you or drive you mad. Well, and I, you're looking at.
1: Right. I don't think Lovecraft pulled that from whole cloth, right? That's not unique to no. him. Just, I was wanting to point out, you know, the way that Ramvi's mixing horror with the fantasy side, where, you know, when Tynan had this book, it seemed definitely to edge more towards horror. Whereas here, I feel like... Playing with more mythology. Yeah, Ram V wants to balance them both yeah. here. And so, um, basically that they they end up giving, you know...
2: Uh, uh, yeah, Jason Blood shows up.
1: Yeah, the, the, the that's... The angel was carrying a bag, right? And from this bag, you know, uh, he shows up, and that's when I'm starting to make the connections with Merlin and Future State and, and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Um... And, and yeah, so Jason Blood shows up and they're, you know, Constantine and Zatanna are both completely shocked.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and his final message is, you know, we, you know from the edge of, uh, we sent it the precipice, from the edge of all reality, something beyond knowing has returned. And that's where it actually cuts back to the Merlin stuff. And it, it's the mm-hmm. end of this story. Um, but again, you know, the, it, there's a clear parallel, you know, when you put that lettering onto the next page, uh, that, that, you know, something beyond knowing has returned is on the Merlin page. Right. It's a clear intention to try and link that in our minds, going, okay, so Merlin's the threat is, is clearly what it's showing here. Um, mm-hmm. really interesting stuff. Man, I, I love what this is playing. Like, even, even in 10 pages, like mm-hmm. it's got a lot of depth to it. Uh, I'm just so excited to see what Gramby's doing with this. Um I because this is now like the first time he's kind of unhinged on his on the book on his own as opposed to doing Oh right, okay he was wrapping up all the time following up. he brought his own voice for sure but it wasn't his ideas that he was starting with or mm-hmm. this here this could have been uh yeah, you know just a you know just dark issue one for all intents and purposes and uh yeah definitely really excited for that
1: yeah I, I still wish it had its own book though because i would definitely I, want more than 10 pages i do as of well
2: this. I do yeah. too. I appreciate though, that it feels per- correctly paced for ten uh, for ten pages. Like mm-hmm. there's a solid like okay, we got multiple plots. We go back and forth. We're not overextending it by trying to go with too many different plots.
1: Right.
2: It gets in and out, and you know art's great. Zamanico does a great mm-hmm. job throughout. You have that page with the 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 telling the story where it goes all painted is particularly mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, the whole thing is is pretty great. I have very little to actually complain about beyond just the fact that. Man, I wanted more.
1: Yeah, no, and the, again, art—just that that scene with the, you know, the the band—it looks so much different than when we saw And then you get to the to see where everyone's frozen, and just the way that the colorist works in there, with like, yeah. it, it doesn't quite, you know, do that transition in colors, but it, it, you know, it feels like it gets darker the further you go down the page. And yeah. Just, and- there so so nice. are a lot of
2: really interesting backgrounds as well. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of the panels, um, because obviously, you know, instead of just white, obviously sometimes it is just white behind them, but there are often, mm-hmm. like, like, often like really intricate designs that look like, like, like mosaics or, or things like that mm-hmm. that are just like behind them, which feels like it's a, a lot of work for just external, you know, literally just background weather. You it's not even inside panel backgrounds. It's just, it's just there, right. but it gives it a lot of texture uh, that, that you know, really makes it feel unique. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Right. I mean, I'd give it like a like a nine, honestly. I nothing to really complain about.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm on the same spot. as a nine.
0: So, it's,
1: it's, Ram V is good. Like, who would have thought?
0: Yeah, I know. Well, for you two who read both stories, rate the whole book, Matt.
1: So you have a seven point five and a nine. So I'll give the whole book an eight.
0: Cut,
2: huh? uh, oh, God. This is kind of all over the place for me because I get a four and a nine, but then, you know, the nine's lower weight and really get shorter. For the six.
0: <laughs> all right. There you go. I enjoy Bandits' Special Justice League yesterday. Oh, all right. Nightwing 78. Tom Taylor writing with Bruno Redondo on the art. Uh, start of, new run, new start on Nightwing. It's been a while since we've talked about Nightwing's own book uh, Mm -hmm. for fairly obvious reasons. Uh, This starts off the new story. There are references to what's came before. Uh, There's references Mm -hmm. to his time as Rick, briefly, and more of a joke at the expense of it. Uh, But but it is there. Um, And we have an emotional reaction. Something that was missing because Dick wasn't Dick when Alfred died. And this issue, maybe even giving my favorite payoff to Alfred's death that we've Look, had. Yeah? Let's
2: let's you know. Be honest, hands up, who shed a tear in this issue?
0: Yes, yes. There may have been some watery eyes. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, this feels like the book that Tom Taylor's always been meant to read or read right. Um, <laughs> meant to read. He's meant to read, Did yeah. he steal it from? <laughs> he, he had to read it before he sent it, but just, it's been a very long time since someone has come in and written the exact Dick Grayson that I want. And He's Taylor just comes in. And... But it's not even that, because even before then, like, I enjoyed the Higgins stuff, but that was not my platonic ideal of Dick Grayson, right? Mm. Like, this hits all of them it's you know not just him as you know dick grayson of the flying grayson's or you know the heir to to bruce wayne or you know barbara's boyfriend type character like and i and i know this going not sound funny because i know tom taylor was a juggler but he juggles all of those aspects of dick grayson in this issue like perfectly
0: that was like, not funny that was
1: terrible. <laughs> no, but like I, I didn't mean to because I, I do know I've seen on Twitter like he he was like a proper like was busker. Can, yeah. Yeah. So like he does though. Like it's it's perfectly balanced Nightwing, which again, it's just nice to have Nightwing again. But the fact like it it hits just this seam.
2: I no, I get what you can write. You have Dick Grayson being the one who cares and standing up for things. Uh-huh. You've got Grayson doing action stuff mm-hmm. you've got his relationship with, with Babs, uh, which mm-hmm. for a lot of people is you know, a big part of it okay. and then you've got just you know all of that paced excellently and wrapped up in yeah, a really well, You don't even finish
0: place. listing things off, you've also got his legacy as a Bat character, because uh, I yeah, think that's separate that's from his true, relationship yeah. with Babs. That, uh, his relationship yeah. with Alfred and you know how important he is to the Bat family as a, a, a staple in that is as yeah, well, uh, a whole separate thing, and it, that is and, represented here, perhaps even the most. But it, like right, everything's
2: and, there, and I think you we you know obviously this is a character that was introduced a while ago in in mm-hmm. in this particular set of runs. Um, but you're you're going back to the Zuko stuff, which again is okay. We're bringing in the that's the flying grace and history stuff that's right. being dealt with as well.
0: And Blockbuster is a villain in Bloodhaven is original Nightwing run stuff. That's like, you yeah. know, go yeah. back to the, the start of Nightwing's career as so, Nightwing. So e- everything's there. You know, we start with this flashback uh, which is actually how Dick and Babs first met before she knew he was Robin. Be- Seemingly before she became Batgirl, because he's Robin already. I
1: mean, yeah, and it's you know, they're they're very young kids.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's, you know, he's, and- he's, uh, he's Robin, that's referenced with Alfred at the end of the, the yeah. flashback sequence, but he steps in and stops this Billy from picking on a kid. The Babs is also kind of try to step in and stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids, you know, beg for his britches, but of course that gives them what for. Uh, the guy thinks that because his father is rich and owns the police, that he'll get no fault. And that's the thing; oh. it never it never mentions that it's Barbara, but you're kind of assuming it is yes. until the the the, it's, the the tease yeah. of like oh, I own the police, like they can't touch me. And she's like, well, let's let's see which one I he mean- listens to. How yeah. how many other young redheads are there going to be in Dick's life? At this no, point? but at the same am like I'm not saying it's it like shows a, a, restraint. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a big twist. I'm saying that it's intentionally yeah. not. It doesn't tell you intentionally until it reveals who her father is. It's a nice yeah.
1: payoff, right? Like because we can just do the quick math. Like oh, redheaded girl, I'm sure that's Barbara. But the smirk on her face uh, when he says, "Oh, I my father owns the cops," and she's like, "Oh, does he? Huh? I wonder yeah. who my dad is." And it just, you know, and at the time he's just a detective, right? He's not commissioner, and you know, it's just, it felt nice. This book was like a warm hug, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it starts with that. Obviously, things and oh, I mean it well it ends with the Alfred specifically, like him and Alfred, and Al- Alfred being proud of him for standing up to someone without, you know, mm-hmm. without the mask, without being Robin. And and, and, yeah,
1: and and Dick's kind of afraid that he's going to get into trouble because Bruce is like, you can't be. Robin, outside, you know, you gotta not draw attention do, to yourself. You, you gotta, you gotta lay low. And then I like that Alfred's like, well, well no, you're you're being Dick Grayson. You weren't being Robin. This is who you are. Uh, mm. And yeah,
0: just. <laughs> uh, and also, you know, Dick insisting that he help with the dishes, which <laughs> Alfred's like, this is my job. That's another. You know, just. Yeah. Shows you. Uh, which leads to, of course, the title page, which is this glorious city shot with uh, Dick just sort of flying in front of the sun mm. as it's setting. Uh, yeah, and we haven't mentioned them yet, the but colors.
2: Uh, Adriana Lucas's colours. Oh my god. Obviously, that, we, we book... spoke a lot on Suicide Squad when we had fill-in artists, mm. how Lucas's colours were essential in keeping that mm. consistent style between them. Uh, and again, right here, oh, this has a distinct yeah. colour palette already. Um, yeah. Wonderful stuff.
0: Also, it just occurred to me for the audio listeners, all of us put up our hands when Connor asked who yeah. shed a tear. I, honestly, I thought the awkward pause was just enough to to give it away. Anyway. I, I, it occurred to me that wait a minute, the audio listeners, which is actually more of our audience, w- wouldn't have actually seen that.
1: Good, good call, Pete. Good yes,
0: call. keep um, them keep them in the loop. Is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that 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 city shot just the...
1: it's gorgeous. But,
0: yeah, man, and then just
1: even the the the, the buildings. The way that the windows bounce the color off. Like,
2: yeah, I love how it work. feels like it, it shows how Nightwing is, is the opposite of, of Bruce in so many ways. Because when you think of, okay, character leaping through the night, or, you know, leaping through the sky, what comes to mind first for a lot of people will be the the Dark Knight Returns image, right? With right. The, the lightning bolt. Whereas this here, it's like, no, 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 it's, it's, there's still sunlight. There's, you know yeah. it's it's so well, different
1: even even the pose though is uniquely Dick Grayson it's acrobat yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, he's got the full layout and you know he has his batons and whatnot but yeah it's just it's great and then we get his you know the full introduction to now you know and these these hooligans are, are hurting a, a poor dog you know and, and that's, when you, that's maybe, when you know a
2: city's like yeah if, if they want to tell us oh this city's real shit right now yeah it's just yeah. odd. The, the, uh, the 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 local high schoolers are kicking the shit out of a dog by like, literally kicking a dog for, well, for no reason.
1: A three-legged dog on top of it, like champion, you know? Yeah. So, so, uh, but yeah, and then he steps up and the kid pulls a gun out and I was like, damn, Taylor, you're getting dark already. Like, where, how many pages in? Um, which, of course, we don't have to worry because Nightwing handles, handles it. But just like the action on that page too was just yeah. the way that Redondo draws him going through the air. I think even like, before the action,
0: way. like Dick's introduction into the scene as he's walking mm-hmm. through the, the, the fog or the smoke and it's just his mm-hmm. feet walking towards the dog as the dog is like lying there in Laying pain because she's just been yeah. kicked. Um, the the I build love up...
2: that when it cuts into the next bit where it's a full page almost of, you know, Dick and it's, you know, the, you know, the full body shot. The
0: dog's yeah. looking up at him just like we are as well. The build up mm-hmm. to the entrance is just very good. To finish my sentence before Connor so rudely yeah. interrupted me, um, we, you know, I, I think that sets up. Obviously, it's just a simple good deed just to set up Dick mm-hmm. and who, who he is, of course, in the present day. Uh, we jump to Blockbuster, uh, who is clearly in control of the city. The idea is that as Dick was away, as Rick. Uh,
2: just before we move on to to the blockbuster, bit, there's a, there's a bit as he uh, as he leaves where he gets out his his uh, his stick and shoots yeah. out the grappling out of it and the art shifts entirely did anyone else feel like that was like um the uh, the, it, the fraction of her uh, uh, A 100% it looked straight out of that book yeah like just those four yeah. panels and, I was like oh my god we're in a completely different book all of a sudden
1: well no and I can't imagine that it's not intentional because I, right. I do I do feel like a lot of that heart of that book not that Taylor's going to copy because I feel like his he doesn't need to but I feel like that whole vibe... I More feels, just showing
2: it's an influence.
1: Yeah, just like, hey, this is, you know, there's they're similar types, although I would say that Dick Grayson's less of a mess <laughs> than Clint, you know? Glad to um, think so. Yeah, but no, just that whole... Just the way that he's standing, you know, it. it I was getting big aha vibes. Yeah, it just, just for those little panels, it
2: just Where's felt like, oh, no, i have just thrown back to that, but I don't know, I always go back and forth as well.
1: Yeah, so anyways... Um, but no, and then Blockbuster. Like I forgot about Blockbuster because it's been a while. And I turned the page, and with the coloring, I thought this was Brick, and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting choice," you know, from the Green Arrow side yeah. of things. And then when they called Blockbuster, I was like, "Oh yeah, dummy." That makes Who way more sense. <laughs> why, why? would it be Brick? <laughs> Just to be different, you know. Um, and but he's properly menacing, and not to compare it to other things though. Like I was getting Kingpin vibes. I was
2: going to say that myself.
1: Here, yeah. just he's still well,
2: Because we're doing the, he's
1: running the mayor. He,
2: he, he, not mm-hmm. as publicly as Fisk is right now, of course. But the idea, right. he's basically
1: the mayor. Is Fisk still the mayor over there in Daredevil? Because uh, I haven't read uh, it. In... Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, it's and it's typical uh, Bloodhaven, right, What Pete?
0: I was gonna say, well, the idea is here, is that Welsh Rick, well, whilst Dick was away and Rick was kind of around, yeah. and no one was protecting Bloodhaven that. A lot of the regular criminals in Bloodhaven have risen up and kind of taken control, and this is one of the effects of that. Is is that Blockbuster does own the mayor, uh, and because the mayor is refusing to do what he's told here, to we get this brutal head crushing scene uh, where we we just get the we get the sound effect. You know, he picks him up by the head, and we get the red. You know, and then just blood on on his hands, and the red really sticks out because because the color palette uh, is you know, a lot of blues, obviously, and there's a lot of yellows in the background for the night the, the lights and whatnot, but the red here shows up in, like, three key areas mm-hmm. in this scene. You have mm-hmm. the the books in the briefcase with the spreadsheets, which I think is yeah. telling you it from a plot perspective, uh, like, what he's doing is very important, but then you have the crick sound effect and then the blood in the hands mm-hmm. is yeah. the only red in the scene. So it kind of, like, really bullet points all of these really specific elements of the scene. Cool.
2: I think it's actually really notable that in the next scene, like as soon as it transitions to the next page, it, there's a big red glow, uh, like you know, uh, yeah. emphasizing everything, and it makes you know, um, this real sense of continuity of the worst elements of what we've just seen are actually permeating Bloodhaven as a whole.
0: Yeah, yeah. or also well, even just the idea that the, you because know, it's literally blood on Blockbuster's hands, and then we turn the page and it? the entire building is red, so it's the idea that Blockbuster's grip is around the whole city. You know, you've you've got him kind of. You know, essentially controlling the whole thing. Uh, so well, he a,
1: shakes the bloody hand with the new mayor.
0: Yeah, right. It's a, yeah, right. who's who's Zuko, of course, Mayor Zuko. Right. Uh, yeah, Melinda and, Zuko. We we'll
2: show some news where he's got the police commissioner there, kind of in his pocket. Who's kind of like chauffeuring the mayors around? Essentially, yeah, I, I always,
0: before. I always like when they put, make a point of calling out differences between uh, Gotham and Bloodhaven. Now, Gordon's not yeah. actually the commissioner right now, but typically speaking uh he is so i think setting up that we have this corrupted commissioner uh not that it's original obviously i mean gotham did have corrupt commissioners in the no, past it was kind it's of just the
2: idea of yeah. this is how different it
0: is you know nightwing doesn't even have a, the police commissioner that he can rely on like, yeah uh, bruce usually does uh and of course he, he comes home he owns the building uh which is that uh, there's not just kind of like hey he had money blah blah, blah. it's gone now but <laughs> he did he did he has owned the building his apartment's in there <laughs> And he comes in. Barbara's there. He because he th- he, he's aware that someone's snuck into his apartment. He's, he's smart enough to right. notice that. But Barbara, of course, is also very capable. So when he tries to sort of jump in a surprise, she just flips him over. Um. So they have this scene. Uh. The you know she she's delighted by the puppy. She's like, yeah, you're not giving this puppy away. This is your dog now. Just Please. accept it. Uh. Yep. But the point of this is to essentially. You know, give him what Alfred left him, you know. Uh, uh, and he's, not only has he left left him a lot of money, because uh, Alfred was worth a lot, but he's left him this letter. Uh, and th- this two page layout where he's on the fire escape reading the, reading the letter. And I think there's some obviously the, the wording itself Alfred calling him his son, saying that he's proud of him, saying that he's the best. You know, he's, he's we always say like Dick and Wally are the heart and the soul, and this is you know Alfred saying mm-hmm. to Dick that you are I, the heart of.
2: I, us. I love that because obviously the the page it's a double page layout, but it is split into two because you have the the side panels as well. Right. Uh, the bottom of the first half is just you know I believe in Dick Grayson, and and like that feels like such a a perfectly punctuated point before you move on to the second half of the page, yeah. even
0: though it's one page and it's one letter. Well, I should point out, I think the word half's a bit of a a bit of a miss no because it's, 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 more, it's more of a yeah, third yeah it's yeah it's, it's two thirds and a third and i, I think that mm-hmm. i think that's it's good on the page because i think one of the things the art does here it, it, apart from just the beautiful colors and the the this, this shot of the city but it makes the when it goes into the close-ups and that that sort of column of panels on, on the right hand side um one of my favorite bits in the art is just the the, the it's fairly subtle but it is it's it's, it's barbara holding his hand uh yep. like your so yep. hand goes on his shoulder and he sort of like grasps it as he's reading this as it's getting more intense and i think if you do care about dick Grayson, and you care about his relationship with alfred and you you, you care about these things um I, I think it's this almost this double punch to the gut of a the you know the actual meaning of the page and the actual meaning of what alfred's saying to him but also the meta level of we have Dick back, finally. We know we should have well, done this moment and, and a Dick's, long time ago. And Dick's been back for a while a little bit, don't get me wrong. It's just not like mm-hmm. he just popped up. He's been in Batman and stuff. But th- this being the relaunch of his you know, his new run uh, with the new writer, all these things, this feels like, no, Dick Grayson is important. We are acknowledging that he is important. And that even when he was Dick Grayson before, his book wasn't necessarily treated like it was that much of a big deal. This, and, you know, comparing it to Hawkeye, compared to Daredevil, uh, characters who have had really good runs over at Marvel, I do think there's... Well, or not DC are consciously doing this, or it's just Tom Taylor doing it, I don't know. But mm-hmm. going out of his way to make this feel like it is the start of a special Dick Grace in the story, where we are hopefully, at the end of this, hopefully a very long run, going to look back and say, no, this is the start of something that made Dick feel special and important again. A run yeah. for the ages.
1: And it's... At- the whole, I believe in Dick Grayson. I don't think it's just a Tom Taylor message, right? Like, I feel like that's TC now, right? Almost, like, yeah.
0: I is is, is, is like this a, a of intent? Is this a yeah. promise after Didio? Like, <laughs> like yeah,
1: we believe? That's, that's like, almost how I took it—not to beat a dead horse on that, but like, yeah, it felt oh. so good to go in and buy a Nightwing book again, yeah. you know. And then for it to be as good as this is too. Like, I had zero doubts that this team was going to deliver. Right, but they didn't have to deliver this hard out the gate. Uh, yeah, I, I think
0: I the sentiment of this issue is effectively being Dick Grayson matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, obviously I was expecting this to be good, but for it to be that mission statement of no, Dick Grayson's important. He means a lot mm-hmm. to us, and we're going to treat him that way. Uh, yeah. It's important. Some people at DC have
2: missed reading Dick Grayson as much as we have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Uh, Obviously there's a little, you know, there's an epilogue scene that sets up some villain stuff, but like, this is the end of the Dick part of the story. This, this two pages is is the, it is the the page of the issue, right? Yeah, it is, yeah, Yeah. it it absolutely is. And everything, everything about it, not only the the effect of him reading this, the the, the fact that Barbara's there for him in this moment, because that's one of the other things, is that a lot of us who care about the Dick and Barbara relationship to some extent, is that this isn't you know the romantic page of them in each other's arms? It doesn't need to be, and I don't even necessarily need that to happen. Yeah. It's more just that this is how close they are. She's the one who has to be there for him as he's reading this. That that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the, the, them sharing this moment, and it's not that it's a romantic moment. It's just that she's well, someone he can lean anything, on. Anything, anything but really. Yeah.
1: Right, but it isn't a very intimate moment.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? And because I think you were. Really, right to pull me up my phrasing of the uh, the page. I said half, and and you know yeah. it, it really is thirds, and, and that is great. But I think you're right, Paul, because I think that is actually important to the layout, in that this you know that big two thirds you you you've got wider shot, you see the scale of the sea, you know, and and it feels mm-hmm. relatively small on the page, and then when you cut in it's so much more intimate and yeah. you get the the yeah. emotional moments in this intimacy
0: yeah i think that's kind of the point yeah is that it's this this almost landscape or wide shot of the city with him and i think even just where he is in the frame and that wider side of it that just wider two thirds. Yeah, yeah it's like he's right at the edge it's not traditional rule of thirds where he's more prominently placed like like the ladder that barbara's sitting on uh or the steps and the fire escape she's sitting on like that's literally riding the edge of the page which Typically in terms of framing is a no no, but clearly it's making a statement here of they feel off to the side like they they are small parts of the world, that the city is more important. But then you get to those close ups on the other side, and it's like no, they are front and center, he's front and center specifically. But yeah. uh, and it, it does feel much more intimate.
2: So it, it, it is just like this whole letter. It's like, like I say, you know, this is where I'm pretty sure we're all tearing up a little bit. Uh, and you know, that that final panel of it, it is, you know. Dick tearing up as well, you know, because it is, you know, yeah,
0: I'm uh, I, so, so proud to call you my son. It's weird to sort of put a timeline on it, but I'm pretty sure if I, if there weren't teary already, I believe in Dick Grayson is what made made me teary, and then because because those panels on the the right hand side, I remember, I, I I think I had to struggle to actually see what it said because I was kind of like fighting through so, some watery watery <laughs> eyes, because because it's, it's not like because obviously it's 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 not a completely handwritten like lettering style, but it's a bit more cursive than. Yeah, Traditional, right? Because it's maybe a lair, So uh, there was a bit of a struggle sort of reading that. <laughs> but well, I just, just so go, I just like, I loved the conversation before when, when
2: Babs is like, he was really rich, by the way. And he's like, why would a billionaire make me sandwiches and do my washing? He's like, it's just, it's the reason a billionaire would fight crime in Gotham, because it's what he wanted mm-hmm. to do. Um, and that is that is kind of Alfred, right? Uh,
1: and it just, yeah. And it's just the Alfred that I love, right? It's that one that is the father figure to all of these lost kids. You know, and and of course, you know he got Wayne money, but uh, yeah, you know he's not going to let that change him. And
2: I like that the point out that he got Wayne money, but he was investing it in ethical things, and and by the end, he couldn't think of any you know more moral or ethical way of what to do with it's his money big... than to give it to Dick because he knows Dick will do the right thing with it, not just wage a war on crime <laughs> essentially.
1: Right, and it's and again, it's the it's the difference of of Bruce and Dick, and it's because you know. I always look at Dick Grayson as he's seen Bruce at his absolute worst. Is this right? the
0: is this the first time in comics history where Dick Grayson has a higher net worth than Bruce Wayne? One
1: hundred percent. It's gotta be unless yeah. unless during the Bruce Wayne fugitive stuff, right when he was on the run, way way back.
0: Technically, yeah.
1: I mean, I would but, say it's, it's the first time
2: it's a it matters. Uh, it's the mm, first time yeah. it's seemingly the status quo for a while. I'm but saying no. this is something it made me recontextualize Alfred with the whole bathroom in general, Mm because we talk about how, you know, Bruce is often the father figure to a lot of them as well, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably not really actually true with Dick. I think with Dick, it's more of an older brother and then Alfred's the father and then Alfred's almost like the grandfather to a lot of the, you know, the younger ones, like Tim onwards, especially. Mm. Uh, and, And I'm including like, you know, Steph and Cal, you know, everyone kind of in that, not just the Robins, but from that kind of period onwards, there is a distinct separation between you know, Dick feels closer to Bruce than he does to, to Tim, for example. Uh, and, and this here, it feels like Alfred giving it to the, you know, the, the younger son because it's like, you know, I, 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 you know Bruce had his chance. <laughs> I, I, I trust you more to do the, the right thing with this money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the fail page is just uh, going back to the Zuko stuff. Uh, seemingly, she actually does have a plan 'Cause you know, she's looking at this, you know, Flying Grayson's poster. because, uh, you know, the her her I don't know, henchman, henchwoman, I suppose, <laughs> says, you know, what about Dick Grayson? Because uh, that's the thing, like her reaction earlier on when the, the, the previous mayor got his neck crushed or snapped or <laughs> whatever the exact uh uh method of death was, uh, by by the bare hands of Blockbuster. She wasn't exactly that scared or shocked by it. She kinda took it fairly calmly <laughs> as this one mm-hmm. word. Um but she says, you know, what are you going to do with Dick Grayson? She's like, I'm not ready for him yet. Uh, and she's like, you don't wait too long. You may not get another chance. And she's like, I know, soon. <laughs> and she's, like, and, staring at Dick in the poster. I think it's that, you
2: know, she's not ready for Dick yet. But, yeah, Blockbuster, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Block, like the way she does here, Yeah, you know, Blockbuster does what Blockbuster does. Is that, uh, do you yeah. think that's a tease
0: that she's actually trying to, like... Take over the city for for, the, for for a good reason. She's trying to like actually so, ultimately take down Blockbuster from another angle. When you
1: see her at this page, she's literally washing the blood off her hands.
0: Yes,
2: yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. So, not yeah. you know this guy, you know, almost like a Lady Book Beth. So <laughs> with in, in a lot of well, ways with her being pulling the strings sinister... of Blockbuster.
1: And I don't know if I'm just reading too much into this, and I'm I'm waiting for the you know, uh, I'm waiting for the twist. But I feel like I think she's a good guy. I really do. I feel like she is. Now, granted, she's done some bad things to put herself into that spot. You know? Yeah, you're thinking
0: more Shades of Grey anti-hero where she's trying to, like, fix the city from another angle. Because she cares
1: about Bloodhaven, right? And that she doesn't want it to be this place that's ran by somebody like Blockbuster. When Sure, she'll look the other way and she'll keep the corruption going. But it's not going to be the complete I mean, cesspool She may is, actually, yeah.
0: I mean, she may turn out to be pu- proper evil and is just pl- pulling the strings, like Connor yeah. said, but I could see her almost, in a weird way, becoming his garden, and his contact isn't the commissioner of police, it's actually her who's like high up in the criminal No, the I political can see system. that way as well. Yeah. Uh,
2: there's, there's kind of not enough to really be sure on either way yet. Um, yeah. I can see yeah. both ways working out right now.
0: Yes. um, But needless to say, fantastic first issue. Um. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess we're going to rate it. Uh, Connor or Matt, rather. What are you going to rate it?
1: I'm giving it a ten. Fire at right the gate.
0: Connor. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think part of it is the fact that I've missed having a Nightwing book, and then you know that this being so good.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm also giving it the ten. I'm going to be the deck here. Apparently, uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Uh, it's not getting the sweeping 10s and the re- the reason being, the only reason being, <sighs> right? This obviously was a moving issue. There's so much of this that I loved, um, and I think it's exceptional. the The o- only reason why it's not getting the full ten, uh, in reality, is just because yeah, what it's setting up with the the Zuko mayor stuff is perfectly solid and fine, but it wasn't necessarily riveting in its own right yet. So I'm not going to give mean, it a ten.
2: When there's an issue that literally makes me cry. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance it's getting a 10 if it's not messing up in other departments.
0: Yeah. So, but I guess all I'm saying is, is it wasn't like. Not every page felt special, which is typically what I'll, most of the 10s that I give out. Like, I just have that feeling the entire uh, time. I
2: would probably like say, like, 17 out of the 20 pages felt special.
0: <laughs> sure. That's enough for a 10. <laughs> uh, I'm going 9.5. Maybe that'll be seen as cruel or vicious even though Tom Taylor's my, one of my favorite writers right now. Uh, and Redondo's hardly pulling punches on the R. Uh, but, <laughs> 9.5 for me. Hey, that's pretty good. Two tens and a 9.5, still one of the highest averages we've ever given. Could you say, uh, just on a lettering touch that I loved, before we move on
2: entirely, um, it's when uh, Dick pulls the little the dog up uh, and Babs is in the window. And it's just like a heart and then an exclamation point inside the the bubble. And it's like, it, there's no like physical, you know, words being heard, but it tells you everything. The the, the noise she's making, almost. Uh, it's it's really expressive lettering. I imagine something along the lines of. Ooh, first. It's it's <laughs> it's so much nicer than the scene. Just like a sometimes you'll, you'll they'll write like "squee" or something like that, and it's like no, this is much more
0: inventive and and gives me the uh, the same effect without taking me out of the moment. Uh, something I've actually just noticed in that page as well that I kinda like is that in the following panel when she holds the dog up in front of her. Nightwing's actually got the, uh, the pop art thing on like the background, almost to suggest that to her, for a brief moment, he is just part of the background and not relevant to her.
2: <laughs> he's like completely flat and 2D yes. as
0: well. like, he's like
2: oh, 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 Who cares about this guy? There's a, there's a little puppy here. It's
0: a little touch, but there's a reason for it. It's the idea that she's just so obsessed with the dog for a panel that he blends into the background. Yeah, Simple, but effective. Uh, Alright, Matt. Uh, oh, we read that already. No, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, good, so, cool. That was Indeed. Nightwing. Catwoman, issue 29, Ram V rating Fernando Blanco on the art. Uh, Matt, you did catch up, didn't you? Uh, I did. So you're on board.
1: And and the worst part of this book is having to pick Fernando Blanco or Bruno Redondo at the end of the episode. Because, <laughs> so cool, isn't
0: it? Oh, man. I, I um, love that Marquez is even in, in the running, which just tells you how strong the art was this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Art, art's all fantastic across the board this week. But as, as good as Ram V's. Story has been and with Alley Town and uh Selena, um, establishing herself there as you know, this new antihero, hero. It, it the Fernando Blanco art has really, really made a lot of roads and, for me, and bella's colors as well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: so yeah, I. I... Honestly, the only critique I have of this issue... Well, actually, I have one minor critique is that there's a page, like, a little bit into it that has, like, four editors notes on one page, which is a bit much. Yeah. But uh, my only actual critique is that because we had a two-month gap from the ongoing storyline is that rejiggering my brain to sort of, like, remember the key players as it was going was a little bit of an yeah. issue. Yeah. But that was, you know... It was a
2: nice touch early on where one of them did the hand sign that we saw in Future State. Mm. Yeah. Which I don't remember seeing before Future State, but it was obviously it was a big moment in that first issue. Yeah, I,
0: I wonder if it's just because you didn't notice it because it wasn't like right. a thing. Which was, I
2: was gonna say, it, it might have been there, and I didn't notice it, or it might be just like, oh no, you know, we're we're kind of just established, because it's not over the top in this issue. It just happens once, and it's assigned to someone, but mm-hmm. more just, oh no, we're gonna start establishing this. So, you know, characters are gonna start using this in the area.
0: Yeah. So uh, Nahegan, uh is on the phone, but he's assassinated. There's an assassin sent after him. Uh we obviously we get more context for who this assassin is and who sent them uh, later on. But uh particularly brutal, just bodies all over the floor.
1: It reminded me of, of the ghost character in Ant-Man Wasp. I can see, I
0: that. Can see that because of the hoods. Just, just yeah. the whole
1: vibe and the way that they move and yeah, but no, it's uh, yeah, excessively brutal, and you kinda want that in a crime book like this. Yeah,
0: just yeah. Just to show you
1: yeah. who the really bad guys are, you know?
0: Of course. Uh but then, then we uh, go to the was it Hadley the uh, mm-hmm. the cop that's been sort of a, a recurring character in the books. Hadley, I think. Just Hadley. Uh, he comes to see Selena. Uh, the, the the kid out front gives him some shit as if he's not allowed to go in. But he's like, ah, I'm just messing with you. Uh, he goes up and Selena's sunbathing. She's in the pool. She's uh, having a quiet day. <laughs> um, actually, probably one of my favourite things about this actually is because she tells him to get lost. Says that we're even. You know, you saved me. I helped you. We're we're done. But one of the things is that he points out this symbol. He gives her this crime file of, of, the, mm-hmm. of the drugs that she, she sort of like dropped off for him and the cops. And basically, this symbol triggers something in her. And we, there's another scene first, but when she's out in the, the streets and she's going to the location, uh, which turns out to be Nygma's place, you know, uh, Riddler's place, um, I kind of love this thing where she kind of like has this internal struggle with herself, where she's like, why is this bugging me? And she's like, mm-hmm. it's him. Like, you know, Batman sort of, like, you know, left this one thing. If if, if he's altered her personality in one way, it's this idea that if she sees something that is, like, a clue that might lead to something that's going on, she has to, like, check it out. She can't, she can't let it go anymore. Yeah, like there's some sense of nobility that maybe it's something she can solve or something. But I, I kind of like that, that impact of, like, you know, not that we have to have much of a bad impact on the book because it is Catwoman's book, but I do like that that relationship and their continued relationship over, like, decades of, you know, you know, back and forth has has left something yeah, on her. Even
1: even if there wasn't a romantic thing between them, the fact that they work together so much, of course, you know, his whole like, I smell a mystery type vibe. And <laughs> She's going to bite in on it.
0: And this is before she knows it's a personal stake because it's Ivy that's involved. Right. She doesn't know that yet. No, it's so. just
2: there's just something about it. I do I do like the similar cells. It's like kind of like almost like angel wings. Yeah, um, but, but they make like an M.
1: Yeah, but they're they're a little bit more sinister. The angel wings. Like, there's something off about
0: them. It's just that uh, it's McDonald's new range for, uh. <laughs> this is the biblical McDonald's menu. I'd <laughs> love to know what will be on that. Na 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 na. I'm prophesizing it. Uh, alright, so. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay, fine. I'll uh, nail it. You ever it.
1: get embarrassed for somebody?
0: Na 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 yep. na na. I'm <laughs> nailing it. Because Jesus got nailed to the cross, you see. So nailing it is the new, is the new... <laughs> I you don't ever get know.
1: Embarrassed for somebody, Connor? Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shall I make Second- it a trail? embarrassment is real. Shall I make yeah. it? I'm not embarrassed. I don't give a shit. Uh, yes, so...
1: you know. This is why you keep saying stuff.
0: I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> so we got evil scientist shenanigans, and because I, I, you know, I actually t- until we got this teaser, the the, the chamber at the side of the, the panel, I'd forgotten that the ending of the last issue was Poison Ivy in a tank. I was like, oh yeah.
1: It's the whole
0: reason I got caught up. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, no, that's man. It's so good. Fernando Black Art. And I'm like, Ivy? Ivy, you say? <laughs>
0: I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we find out that they sent this... Uh, we're calling her the White Witch. This uh, this assassin from the start of the book. Uh, it was sent by them. It covers some loose ends. Uh, and as we find out later in the book, uh, basically they're using Ivy to make this drug. This drug that's on the streets is being made from ivy dna and that's why they've got. it's noble of course that we learn that
2: simon saint is behind this who is of course behind the magistrate program
0: yeah uh and uh, although later in the issue they're basically going to kill ivy because they've found a way to reproduce what, what they're taking from her body so they don't need her anymore like they've done all the work they need to with her and that's it uh, obviously, there's some serious teasing going on here as to who the White Witch is, because you know, we see her get out of the shower, we see like, the bottom half of her face before she puts on the mask, uh, and they've sent her to kill uh, Nygma, but because he was involved as well. But, like, the, seriously, like, they're seriously teasing who this could be. So I, I don't know if we have any guesses yet as to who White Witch is, but... Uh, I don't know. No, not off the top of my head. It does, I, it does... I don't... It it does mention Maybe. that her mutant well not mutant her sorry her meta powers sorry Marvel yeah. slip that her meta powers are new that she's adapting and it sounds like they're controlling her like she's not doing you know which is why I'm I'm did kind of did ex- they give her the powers yeah well that's what it sounds like but I'm also kind of expecting it to be kind of a Winter Soldier thing where she's kind of being controlled brainwashed whatever it, it might be uh um, it sounds so, like I, it sounds see, like that I, kind of program
1: I feel the reason that they're keeping the identity from us is that she's gonna show up in in Selena's life not not ask Calvin, oh, Okay, mm-hmm. you know? And so that'll be a a whole piece of it. And if she is being controlled, if it's like a code word type thing, or she's hooked on whatever, you know, if the powers I'll, are from this drug. You I'll know? be
0: honest, if it wasn't for the fact that her sister was like seen in the run already and she's still with Selena, I would have yeah. said it was a sister, that they have, yeah. you know, engineered um, and turned into a killer. But yeah. it's not, it's definitely not. But that, No, no, no. That's what it would have made me think if we hadn't already seen our sister still be, like, in the apartment with Selena in the last couple issues.
1: So who is that redhead on the roof supposed to be?
0: I actually with wasn't her. sure. I wasn't sure who that was.
1: I wasn't sure either, okay. Was just the friend, I, just, I guess. Yeah, gotcha. Because yeah. when you said the sister, I kind of spaced about the sister. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, last time I saw her, she was catatonic still.
0: Yeah, she's not, she's not, like, yeah, uh, yeah, got all her faculties. I, I was
2: thinking it was a sister as well, though, because she's like she makes a point of saying, um... I liked you better when you weren't talking. Oh yeah,
0: maybe as a sister then. That's oh, the sister.
2: Did I over? Because they that? make a, it's it's when um she she makes a a thing about going you know, oh, he's cute uh, about uh Hadley, and Slim's oh, like ah oh, oh, he's a cunt. Sure That's it is. Like, you, she, she, I think he was like, yeah, you have done worse. So, uh, I, I liked you better when you didn't talk. So I think oh, that is supposed okay.
1: to be. A... That's okay. fine. Man. All right. That's fine.
0: Uh, so yeah, um. But yeah, so clearly I I feel like this is going to turn out to be someone. Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it feels that like they're hiding their face specifically, uh, Just, yeah. for a reveal for later. Uh, so Catwoman goes to Riddler because she recognises the symbol, and this is where she's seen it before because when she was casing the Riddler's place out. Actually, well, something I like obviously there's a lot of good art in the book, but uh, one of the moments, one of the more subtle moments I like here is that when she first gets into Riddler's like hiding place, and there's like a, a photo of Batman, and he's like drawing some you know Riddler question marks over the yeah. eyes. It was just like the faintest like, sort of smell from this. It's just like, ah, oh, it's, it's like she's I seen, do. just because she's seen Batman. Yeah, I don't know.
2: These, uh, the top half of this page that you're on now is my favourite um, moment of the sequential art in the entire book, by a long shot, and, and a large part of that is down to the lettering as well, because it's not in a traditional order, the, the way the panels are laid out. You would, if you take the lettering off that, you would probably read the two small ones, the one underneath it, and then the big one on the right that's not the order it goes in because it goes nope. around, you go back through, but because the lettering is yeah. uh, over the two panels, it just guides you into that naturally. And you go around in a, in a completely seamless way. You don't even think about it, but just because of that placement and uh, it's just wonderful.
0: I'll, I'll throw in here also the art as well as the lettering. Cause I actually do think because it's, you know, the, the panels you're talking about here, it's like what is Catwoman cutting a hole in the glass. Then the arm coming in the second panel and then that third sort of vertical panel is like her coming through the window, but I think notably the, the, the pose itself, like her leg is like, you know, going down long the ways. Like The, the one leg that's coming in is like sort of leading you down that panel. So it kind of, there's a shape to it as well, I think, just in the art. There is, once you're onto
2: that third panel, it leads you down. The art yeah. of that panel leads you down and back across. But I think it's the lettering that makes you go over to that panel in the first place. Yeah. Which is why I think you know, all together, it's not just the art or the lettering. Well, it's a whole wonderful sequential panel.
1: You go through that almost as nimbly as she does, though, right? The way mm. that you're following it, and then down, and then
2: but, you know, we're breaking yeah. down why that, that this is where here. But you're not thinking about this as you're reading it; you just no. follow it naturally. You don't even think about the fact that you're reading it out of what would be the traditional order for those panel layout, mm-hmm. uh, which is why, which is why I think it's so fantastically done.
0: Yeah. In fact, the page before that, where Catwoman's like jumping through the sky, and you got all the neon lights yeah. of uh, of Gotham. Um, we are talking about Nightwings, like, jumping through the sky and how it's different for Batman. I want to point out mm-hmm. that hers is, again, different, where her pose and the silhouette jumping through the sky is a lot more sleek. Uh, dare I say a lot more cat-like, to be, you know, drop the yeah. pun, but, yeah, again, very Actually, different. I, I love the
2: lettering on this page as well, the way the, the boxes kind of snake around the page and kind of let mm-hmm. you take it all in. It's not static, though. It's not just down in a line. It's spaced out nicely. No, Pretty-
1: and it makes you take in the whole page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, Selina gets there just in time because, uh, you know, White Witch is about to kill Riddler. And she jumps in with, you know, gets the whip in. Uh, there's kind of a weird effect. She even questions if she's a hologram at first because when the whip, like, atta- you know, attaches to her, she kind of glitches. It's almost as if she's a hologram. So it's clearly like an kind of effect that her suit's, like, given off where it kind of mm-hmm. has, like, a distortion and maybe, like, a, a force field defense system or something like that. Uh, but uh, we get we get a whole fight scene uh, with, mm-hmm. with with them. It's a two page layout uh, where Slater does get cut in the face a couple of times, so it's kind of, it feels a little vicious. Uh, Riddler ultimately throws a bookcase on top of her, and uh, Catwoman jumps with them out the window, and then wants to get out the window. That's all. It's great, of course, but uh, where he questions that oh we can't jump over that that, that, that sort of ledge that bridge. Because it's like a sixty-foot drop, and Catwoman hits her with a riddle. <laughs> says, "Hey, Dagmar, what comes before the start, and sometimes with a suit?" Uh, and I love that he just says the first letter, but you just kind of get it from the context that they're jumping. Yeah. If and, and I love that the the rest um, of him saying it is mid jump on the following page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love that. I think as soon as he says the J, you get what what it is. If you if you if you yeah. didn't get the riddle, and I think most people won't right away, just because you're too busy like following the art and reading you know, where the story's going. Yeah,
2: uh, you're, you're kind of like, ah, oh, that's Riddler's job, not mine.
0: Yeah, to think about it. <laughs> um, I am my favourite thing about all this, though, is how it brings in Father Valley again. It just as they're mm-hmm. jumping, you just you just cut to this panel of him on a rooftop with a sniper rifle. And there's this moment where there's some blood in the water, which is glorious colouring in the art, so it's like, who did he hit? We don't, you don't know until the next page who he actually hit. But then there's just this moment where White Witch is in sort of like hologram mode looks up to the roof and he's just standing there in silhouette and he sort of tips the hat to her and it's this moment of like two different assassins just kind of like like maybe we'll have to cross paths but not today kind of moment uh, yeah it's good it's good and he's, he's quoting you know bible verses and whatever doing, uh, doing his whole shtick yeah Uh. well then, so the end end of the issue is uh, Riddler has been hit he's got blood coming out of him Uh. and like you know we have to we have to go but he mentions that Ivy's the one that he's the one who mentions that Ivy's been used to make the drugs and so the the issue ends a very satisfying ending because it, it gives Catwoman that personal connection to what's going on, a personal stake because she cares about Ivy. Uh, but the the whole sequence was so exciting, beautifully drawn. Uh, all these elements, all these plates that are spinning with Ram V with this Father Valley just kind of being this mm-hmm. constant presence. Where it feels like when we finally start to address him directly, that's going to be kind of the, the the big main event of this first big chunk of the run. That's why I'm
2: really excited for that annual to see some of his backstory Mm. Um, because I love in this issue that he's just not there you're thinking about him until and you don't even see him first you just see the sniper scope you just see you know oh someone's got the the, you know them in the sights and it all is like
0: oh of course he's there yeah uh so really well done um enjoying all this but and if i think it started the book when i was worried about oh yeah did i remember these families that are involved with all this plot because it was so good but it's been so long it was all these new characters but because that guy gets killed by the end of that first seriously like, oh it's not actually as important i remember the gist of what happened anyway so it's not i don't have to remember him too specifically uh yeah. because the plot's moving on to other things anyway uh so that was kind of neat uh, in terms of the, the flow the, the just the book from issue to issue uh and maybe, maybe that's an acknowledgement from uh the knowing that there's a two-month gap between uh two very issues he's yeah. like yeah oh, hey now I'll, I'll make this very simple and sort of a no i start i don't think you could start reading the book here but i think for people who maybe have like some foggier memories of what happened before it's kind of a neat place to oh it's okay we're kind of a, a cleaner point here yeah it's it's different in just to compare the two ramby things this week uh his
2: story in uh in uh, justice league for, for justly dark, dark i think you probably could just start there um, I would mm. advise reading at least the the future state stuff. I think because that's going to be heavily there. But it it functions as just hey no you, you didn't need to read any of the previous stuff you were doing you you can jump in here and it'll work. Whereas this here yeah it's 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 a nice little refresher in in a lot of ways mm-hmm.
0: but you definitely shouldn't start here. Yeah, uh, really good stuff. Um, but the book has been uh, I think it's impressive that it's really given Catwoman her own world and. I think this is one of these things that when there's new Catwoman runs or books announced in the future, I'm not going to get excited because the entire basis of why I like this, this book right now is just because of this world that Ramvi's creating around her and how he's treating her characterization. Um, so obviously, I'd always hope for a return to something like this, but this feels like it's distinctly his version of Catwoman.
2: I think every, yep. every Catwoman book I've ever liked has, uh, has been playing with the, uh, the crime drama stuff. Every single one. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah, the the whole underworld thing, and she's yeah. the fact that she upset the boat so much now that Simon Saint's organization has to start taking them out. You know, and that's why Nahagian has to go. You know, it's it's a you know a lot of cause and effect type stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's stupid good. Like I can't believe. Like I wasn't. I didn't want to read Catwoman again, but like. Can't
0: it right now. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever ever wanted to read Catwoman. Uh, You know, I've always tried the new ones whenever they started since New Fifty Two, but I've never cared. Because even Joel Jones' one, which we were hopeful for, you know, I read a few of those and I was like, yeah, I don't think I can keep up with this. It's just kind of okay. I I
1: really do think it's it's the Gotham setting here, which you know, moving her to like L.A. or whatever that was called, you know, just a little bit off. Here, it definitely feels like. The down and dirtiness of Gotham, yeah, you know, it's almost perfect for that kind of yeah. Catwoman story. Yeah,
0: the, yeah, the alley town kids, the different crime families, mm-hmm. uh, all of it's kind of like coming together. But then, yeah, but you mix that with just the the really good art and everything, it's just yeah, everything's just clicking with it. Uh, I did notice there's uh, a different artist
2: in the solicits, so I guess Fernando Blanco just needs a little bit of a break. I'm sure we will be back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll we'll see what they do instead. Uh, Matt, were you rating Catwoman twenty nine? Maybe it's an eight point five. Connor, I'm going with a nine. Uh, I'm going to concur with Matt's eight point five. Uh, very, very good stuff. So, there you go. Uh, that's the books which will take us out of the part of the show where we pick our favorites. We do our favorite art, uh, favorite cover, panel slash moment, and uh, usually the top five. But clearly this week it's just going to be ranking the three books we all read. Um. As they're sort of like ushering into this new infinite frontier, there are some quiet weeks of books as they're starting to build them back up because they do not just launch everything uh, from the get-go. So, but hey, uh, so we'll start with um. okay, so is your panel slash moment of the week anything other than I believe in Dick Grayson? Are there about? I mean,
1: if, if, if we want variety, I can pull something else from that book.
0: You don't have to. I, I mean, if, no, I, if that's the moment, I mean... then that's the moment. <laughs>
1: I mean, well,
2: I no, might, it... I might narrow it down to the the final close up with him crying. You know, yeah, I'm proud. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm proud to call you my son.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably the I mean, the peak I... of it. But I, I mean, it's the whole two page. No, it thing, is. but really. if, we, if, yeah. if I'm
2: if I'm being fair and giving a panel, mm-hmm. it's 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 that. But I mean, I, I mean, all the books have something I could go. I mean, that sequencing Catwoman with the lettering just. Uh, just that four-panel sequence of, is just phenomenal, yeah. Uh, just from a, on a craft level, yeah. And then, you know,
0: And anything from the... Bendis's part of Justice League. I'm sure you could pick.
2: No, I, I, honestly, <laughs> if I was going to pick something from Justice League, uh, it would be the uh, the moment where Constantine's telling the story uh, of the, the of the prophecies, and the art in that right. is just sublime.
1: The way that it shifts is
0: so good. Yeah. All right. So. I... Um, it. Going to cover. I do like the main Justice League cover, but I just I have to go with the main Nightwing. It's the regular Nightwing cover for me, Matt. What you got? Regular you
2: Regular Nightwing cover? I'm just checking what this Catwoman variant is.
0: Uh, still regular Nightwing cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, best art of the week, Connor.
2: Oh God, this is so unfair. I'm I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Nightwing. I think Redondo um. and Lucas kill it. But I mean, if if, if it's up against you know, Blanco and Bella Catwoman, then uh, there's not much between
0: them. Matt,
1: uh, the Redondo.
0: I am also going Nightwing. So uh, there you go, Nightwing's winning a lot of things this week. Not surprising. Uh, all right, rank the books, Matt. Go for it. Uh,
1: number one, Nightwing. Number two, Catwoman. Number three, Justice League. Connor, same.
0: Yeah, I'm actually the same. Uh, I think it's notable, though, that for me and Matt, Justice League's obviously not as much of a gap between that and the, the second pick. To be yeah. fair,
2: though, I loved the backup in Justice League.
0: Well, you did, but even then, you still gave it an overall six. So, I, yeah, you know, I actually quite enjoyed Justice League. It's just that, you know, Catwoman's been really great, and then Nightwing if, was special. If I
2: count because you didn't read the bit of Justice League that would have dragged it down overall for you. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't read the bit of Justice League that dragged it down for me, I'd have been a ten and two nines this week. <laughs> so, really, I can't complain.
0: I almost uh, want—I almost want David to make you read something else, just so you can't read Justice League Dark.
1: <laughs> I mean, he could always read it.
2: Yeah, but I'm not going to pay five dollars for ten pages. Oh, well,
0: you can. Yes, and but, he does not
1: like Ram V that much.
0: I know. Must be—he's a poser, man. He's not, he's not a real fan. He's not a real fan. He uh,
2: <laughs> he does. I actually tweeted this ad when when it was announced. I was like, um I'm, I'm loving it, but I mean, come on. He's like, Yeah, I get it. Okay, okay. Uh
0: there you go. Uh Nightwing, unsurprisingly unanimously, book of the week. Also got best cover, best art, and best moments. So needless to say, Nightwing was the champion of the week. Uh it, it, it's it's
2: been a while since we could say this, but
0: we all love Dick. We do all love That's Dick. Right.
1: Really solid dick
0: this week. Was it how how, how solid was it, Not Matt? How solid was Very it? Very solid. Very it was solid. A ten.
1: Well, for me, and Connor it was a ten. For you, it was a little bit softer.
0: <laughs> I repeat. <laughs> uh, I I wasn't sure if you if you what we were going to say. I, I thought you were going to say. I. Was, I, I I thought we were—I thought we were talking inches. I was like, ah, just eight point five. Yeah, it's not very impressive by any standard, but (laughs) not the full
1: uh, ten, is it? (laughs) Hey, what's coming out next week?
0: (laughs) Mass uncomfortable. Very.
1: He's
0: he's very uncomfortable with this. uh, Yeah, but I thought like
1: I'll go be this far beyond the line. Nobody else will join me, and then we can get back to normal. But no, y'all, y'all are like, no, I can go further. (laughs)
0: Okay, uh, so coming next week for DC Comics, we have Detective Comics 1034, start of Tamaki's run. Super exciting. Uh, Action Comics 1029, uh, the start kind of of Johnson's run, although it's actually part two of the story that started in Superman, so it's kind of the second part of his Superman run overall. Uh, Regardless, Action Comics is coming next week. Uh, Batman Superman 16, uh, Julian Yang on there. Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn issue 6, which I think is the last issue of that Uh, many. We will be... We'll be trying Teen Titans Academy issue one. Obviously, we're skeptical given the future state mm-hmm. issues, but hey. Uh, also, next week, uh, Batman Black and White issue four and Harley Quinn issue one. So, the start of the Harley Quinn book. Oh, which...
1: man. Bummed out. I want to I wanna read Stephanie Phillips' Harley, but I don't want to deal with the Rosmo art. So, uh,
0: so are either of you two not trying Harley Quinn, even though. No. Okay. And no surprise.
1: No, you, you, you want me to try a Rosmo a... book for free? Yeah. <laughs> you like well, Harley Quinn? Not that much. <laughs> Although I think we found an answer to a book that if they want Connor to read it,
0: uh... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it, it it could be like a, a it's like an existential crisis every time he reads it because he, he'll love the the writing but he'll hate the art and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't that's know. What am worried about? I, I, I want to praise it, but I want to hate it. I want to praise it, but I want to hate it. Um. So yeah, a few a few new things starting next week uh, in terms of runs, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, that's what's uh. That's what's coming next week. I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Sandy Palacios, David Sharp, Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. They are our Patreon producers. Uh, but you can support us for as little as $1 per month on Patreon.com slash TV and get some perks uh, for your troubles. Uh, most notably for the comics podcast at the $5 tier, you do get access to the show a day early and you get access to previously the Multiverse, which is the sister show that me and Connor do it, working through some old dc runs you get that a month early and now Uh, and that seems to be getting out about every other week uh right now that seems to be the schedule it's sort of comfortably fallen into uh so go check out that uh if you if you wish uh but that is that is that Uh, you can also support us for free by simply hitting the like button on youtube and commenting subscribing those things help out on youtube a ton Uh, for the audio version Of course, you can share it out on Twitter. Uh, We're at at DC Comics Podcast, specifically, if you want to, you know, follow us on there. Uh, But you can also rate the the show on iTunes or whatever your podcast app is. Give it five stars. Those things do help uh, spread the show around. So please do. Um, And there you go. That's that's pretty much all of the... I'll just remind you once again uh, to make sure you submit your own entries into the top 50 DC characters of all time for celebrating the top two, or to the 250th episode next month. You've got all March to get your entries in. There's a link to the entry form in the description of the show. Uh, you can also get it on the Twitters at DC Comics Podcast. Uh, so there you go. I think that's all my plugin successfully done. Yeah. Uh, it's time to feast. I am so hungry. So thank you once again for joining us here on Comics from the Multiverse, episode 245. Uh, we love you dearly. So keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.
1: And friends don't let friends film in 4 <laughs> 3.